The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order. Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of the Solid 7 Podcast is brought to you by Hit and Skins. Hit and Skins is Central Florida's premier custom branding company, offering high-quality custom apparel, design, signage, vehicle wraps, and much more. With over 15 years of experience, they have the expertise to take your project from concept to finished product. And their exceptional service and attention to detail mean your project will turn out just like you imagined or better. Visit hittenskins.com today. That's H-I-T-T-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. And let them get to work on the branding you deserve. The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello and welcome back, world, to a Solid 7 Podcast, a better-than-average podcast, if I do say so myself, and I do. We're not a show about nothing, but we're also not a show about any one thing. Each week, I get together with a guest, and we uh, sit around, talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. And this week, we are lucky, nay, blessed to have back in the studio here with us, um, author, Latina, purveyor of roasted nuts, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. Hello. It's quite the accolade. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Honestly, I forgot about that one. I was just going to say purveyor of nuts, and it, it <laughs> felt a little too provocative, which no, I guess now I've done it anyways. You would have gotten so many so, listens. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Look, I was surprised to be asked back. I guess we got it right the first time. Yeah, it was fun. Hey, we love a good return guest on the Solid 7 podcast mm-hmm. for sure. These are some of my favorites. I like getting big names. We have a couple of like the next couple of podcasts. Are big. They're selling some podcast big, at mm, least. Anyways, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I like like my cast of whatever. Yeah. Co-hosts, guests, friends, whatever. Oh, honored. Well, I'm just you know like I I like along. I talk about it on here all the time. I love this format of podcast. It's what I like to listen to. It's part of why it's what like I, I like to do a podcast that I think I would like to listen to. I mean, I right. do like listening back to it, but mm-hmm. not normally doing it. It's basically work. Right. When I listen back. But, you know, listening to anybody else like Joe Rogan, like obviously he'll get big guests, but then he just has like his goofy friends. And a lot of his goofy friends happen to also be big, famous names. Right. But ultimately it's just friends mm -hmm. sitting around shooting the crap. I'm like, well, my friends are as interesting as his friends. One day. At least. When I am famous, you'll be like, yeah, we did a couple shows with her. When's it? Why? Why? Why will you be famous? Um, You got to call it. Well, it won't be for, what did you say earlier? For slinging nuts. (laughs) (laughs) 
You never, you never know. You know, yeah, yeah that's true. I don't that's think true. at some point famous Amos was just Amos, and then that was, I mean, and then he, and then the cookies went off. Yeah, no, so. uh, I would hopefully for the first thing you said, author. Okay, I'm aiming for a bestseller eventually. Right. So that's right. the goal. But at this point, who knows? But like, Sky's what what list do you want to be on? New York Times, like the oh, really? list, right? Is it the list though? It's the only list that everybody knows. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty well. It's pretty. It's pretty gamey though. When pretty... you said it, that was the first list that came to my mind. So it had to be the one. Let's drink some Jocko Go and talk about it. <laughs> Sounds of a podcast, of Sounds course, good. always fueled by Jocko Go. Alex knows the drill. <laughs> Cheers, madam. Yes. Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having Appreciate me back. Appreciate you. I'm pouring mine. So fizzy. O- over ice. I'm going chilled. Oh, nice. Right. Does the ice have an effect on the flavor? I've only had it straight from the can. Some of them I do find I like better colder. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll, I'll throw one just in the freezer at work after oh, it's already cold but for okay. like an extra 20 minutes just to get that right before that edge of slush. Yes. <sighs> Particularly delicious with the sour apple sniper. Yes. I have found. Well, that's the flavor. So we'll see. The whole landscape is is changing with these new and improved flavors. So. Yeah, which you have or you have not tried yet. I have had now the new and improved mango. Mm. I will say it's definitely different and I've you know, your mileage may vary. I think the new one is better, but they're but marginally on that one. Okay. But mango is the newest flavor. Mm-hmm. So they'd learned a lot before okay. that one. Uh but I got my hands on a new and improved uh Jocko Palmer. It doesn't say Jocko oh. Palmer on it anymore. It just says 50-50 tea and lemonade. Hmm. I gotta, I gotta go back. Maybe I it's gotta hit copyrighted. Brian. Well, I mean, it's 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 Jocko. I mean, it's just oh the the Palmer, Palmer? part. Yeah, yeah, it might have been too close. Mm-hmm. So I gotta reach out to uh, to Brian over at Jocko Fuel and find mm-hmm. out what's up with that. But it is definitely better. Okay. It, I didn't think it was bad. It is definitely better. Okay. Noted. So I actually uh, a coworker bought a couple of cases. Of them mm-hmm. with the solid seven promo code. Yes. Um, and she had them shipped to work. And when they came in, I saw the new and improved. I'm like, I will buy one of those off of you. Uh, was that right your now. first new and improved that well, you bought? Because no. I know you had people looking. Uh, no, IT Eric, who is a, a Patreon supporter uh-huh. who we talk about frequently, he was at Wawa and saw the new and improved mangoes. Okay. Okay. And he, he snagged me one. So that was my first. But one, as soon as I saw her new and improved Jaco Palmer's, I'm like, uh, like, I'll pay double, whatever. Like I need did a can. She, did she sell it to you? I traded a flavor. Oh, we worked. We worked a trade. I, okay. ho- I hooked her up with a with a. For the sake of the Solid Seven podcast, we're going to say a whoop a salt watermelon. <laughs> okay. Whoop so salt. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. A little a little tongue in cheek. So, all right. Now that now that we're properly fueled. So, what mm-hmm. do you write? Like, what's your genre? What's my genre? Um, you had to it say did kind of have that to it, didn't it? <laughs> no, you had to say it like that. It's a yeah. new thing. Um, good question. So everyday genre is just blogs, and that's just daily, day in the life. Although I haven't written really since I got back from China because, like, after you write your way through something like that, that whole thing, yeah. um, I'm like, there's nothing really interesting to write about anymore, you know? Which, for the listeners, go back to Alex's last episode, the number of which I should have looked up before we started this, but Mm -hmm, I am, mm -hmm. uh, again, a seven, not a 10. A a, a better podcast uh, would have had it ready. But we talked all about your story of being in Wuhan when COVID popped off. So Mm -hmm. go back and listen to that one. But so when she said she was in China, like she was in China, wet markets and all. Yes, 100%. It was fun. It was an experience. But yeah, so I came back. 
um, you know, I wrote again, wrote through that whole experience. I was going to actually compile those into some kind of publication still might happen. Um, and then, yeah. And then I guess I kind of wrote through all the other, uh, what, what happened? Well, quarantine happened. Gosh, 2020, the entire year of 2020. And then since then, it's just been like, there's nothing really that I feel, um, is poignant to write about right yeah. now, right now. So that's usual stuff. I'm actually working on a young adult fantasy novel. Are there vampires? No. Okay, because no, I no, think no. we're done with that. Yeah, no. I think that's kind of like Froyo Shops. Like, it had its moment. It did, and it's gone. Yeah, and we made some questionable quality movies, and... <laughs> yeah. I pride myself on being an original fan of the Twilight books. Okay. Like, I had to wait for the second and the third one to come out. Like, I yeah. was, you know, diehard. And then the movies came out, and I couldn't. I couldn't get past the second one, to be honest. And a lot of people are like, what? But no, I couldn't. It was too, too much. This isn't me like trying to be like macho, man, I'm too old or too cool for it or (laughs) a younger generation. Obviously I wasn't the target market and so that's okay. Yeah. But it's like, I I got no problem. I'll I'll fly my Harry Potter flag with pride. Like I love the books, love the movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. Dude just couldn't get into Twilight. Just couldn't like was never motivated enough to even try to read the books. And I'm okay with that. I I, watched. I was a high school girl in at the time of yeah. the publishing. So I was the target audience. Yes, you were. It landed. At least All the right. books did. So yeah. yeah, no, there are no vampires in my story though. I watched the first movie, none of the others. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you got through the first one. Honestly. I, I'm I'm aware enough culturally to know that there's like a team Edward and a team the other guy who got kind of ripped Jacob, off. Jacob. Yeah, yes, the werewolf. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um poor guy. Now, now that I'm saying it out loud and, and back, <laughs> it it all feels a little racist, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah she I does think. go for the, the white vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sparkly white. I mean, legit like guy diamond from trolls. Sparkly. <laughs> he was a glitter troll. He was. If there was, a, if there was now I love because of my kids, I love me some trolls. Trolls is great. The DreamWorks kids properties, their mm-hmm. animated stuff, particularly the shows they did for network Netflix. And then they kind of have done some for Hulu. Mm-hmm. Are fantastic. The shows as are. far as like if you've got to watch some kids' content, they'll you'll actually laugh as an adult. Okay. And I might be down for like a, a trolls Twilight crossover oh, now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like the Lego crossovers that they do. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Trolls. That would be interesting. All, I'm just putting it <laughs> out there. Diamond. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, did, man. did anybody who worked on the Twilight movies? Also work on the trolls' <laughs> properties. Is that where the glitter trolls came from? Maybe inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, mostly kale. So what's what's uh, what's your what do you what's your storyline? What's your don't give too much away. I won't. I won't. But, Intellectual um, property. Exactly. So, um, uh, in summary, I mean it's still a work in progress, but it is going to be a series. There's at least two books in the works. The first one is still you know, again, work in progress. Um, but it's essentially a medieval style kingdom and, uh, it is allegorical in nature. So it is kind of a reflection of the gospel story, but not very overt at all, like very subtle. So it's about, um, this prince whose hobby is to dress like a commoner and go and just be and chill among his people. And then of course he meets somebody wants to be their friend. This person is an outsider. Um, and yeah, it's about like how they become friends and then he reveals his true identity and it's like a whole thing. And then um, his friend commits a very serious, heinous crime 
for which the prince decide he's going to take the punishment for because he doesn't want his friend to suffer and it's like a whole thing. So that's like just like first half of the book. And then, yeah, it goes from there. So that's the summary of the plot. Where are you at in this process? Um, third edit. Dang. <laughs> but it like, yeah. book one's done. I, it, I mean, finished, it's like there's a book. There is a book. There's a manuscript um, and I'm just going through it. I, I actually finished in China because I had a lot of spare time there. So that was one of the things I accomplished in Wuhan. Fun fact. So I don't know if that'll make it into any of the book itself, but yeah. Like book three, a plague hits the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. It's called like, yeah. I don't know, some, some kind of playoff coronavirus. That but I can't it, it turns out about. that the, the plague was actually developed in some dark wizard's laboratory. What? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. what? Yeah. I mean, that writes itself. Exactly. Already it's already right written. It's, there it is. Third book. Got it. Done. Now you're like a, an avid book reader though. Like you're, yes. you're a book nerd, you're a bookworm, you're mm-hmm. a, you're a whatever. So like what's your, is fantasy that like, that you go to, that's your genre? It depends on the season. Can we pause and talk about how social media <laughs> has ruined the word genre? genre? Every time I say it, I'm annoyed with my, I know I'm you're, saying it right, but I can't. trying to who, say it. Who yeah. is that chick that gets, that's in all the, like she's on reels and TikTok, the. I don't know. It's, they clipped it from some interview. I I know I'm familiar with the with the short that is mocking her. I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm not familiar. You don't with make the, the rasta. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a genre. I can't unhear it. Oh <laughs> right. gosh. Social media. Well, you're hate saying you so it right, much. but now everybody's just going to hear it. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. And now I don't even remember what your question was. Oh. Uh. Well, what, oh, like what your go-to. Yeah. yeah. Um, we need another really. word. We, we need to pull like a whole lefty thing and just change the word. Just, We're going to do away with that word's canceled. <laughs> We're no longer saying the G word on the Solid 7 podcast category. We're saying category. category? Okay. Yeah. Right. What is my preferred category? Um, It really just depends. Fantasy sometimes, but not really. I, I, Harry Potter. Who doesn't love Harry Potter? This is what I'm saying. Um, Anything fiction, though. I can't, I can't do nonfiction. I try to do like the self-help nonfiction. People are like, oh, I got Tim Tebow's book for free this weekend. I went to a conference and he was speaking and they gave everybody his book. And I'm like, I don't want to read this. Yeah. I just, it's not fun. It's not a story. All right. So um, right now, currently I'm reading Dune. Um, I actually have it. I have it. Of course you do. <laughs> um, hold on. I, I can't remember the author. Frank Herbert. I saw that's like an OG copy too. This is an old copy. Yes. That dude, that paperback's <laughs> older than you, one hundred percent. No, it is. Um, I looked at it's. Uh, I think eighty seven and no, nineteen sixty five. Um, that. <laughs> original. That's how it ought to be. Yeah, absolutely. Books like that have the best smell to them. They do. Oh my yeah. gosh! So when this one came in the mail, I was really excited. I uh, part of my job, I or it, you know, I, I've talked about it on here. I, I work at a at a school. My my mild mannered alter ego works at a, a school, and uh, until more more people join Patreon, as you have done, yes, recently today, uh, you you basically bought your own Jocko Go. I did. You're welcome. <laughs> and overpaid slightly. <laughs> yeah, um, I but, just uh, I really wanted. The word supporter in front of my name on the description this oh, time. Oh, and I didn't do it. I oh. hit the nut thing and I didn't say supporter. But that's because okay. I wanted to have a whole moment about it. Right, right. Next time. Next ne- time. Yes. But so you, you sure earned to... it. I should have included. I, I, it could cool. have been it's a cool. surprise then. Yeah. But so anyway, so I have to, I, curriculum's part of, of what I do, ordering, right. right? So 
there's like new, like you're getting new books for, for a class or a course or whatever. And so you mm-hmm. just order those from the publisher and they come in. Right. But then like, there's always damage loss every year, right? Like some books have just aged out or they've been mistreated or they've been lost. And you got to make sure you got to have enough books for the kids coming next year around. Right. So that's part of my gig. Okay. Right. Is determining, okay, what's, what's our loss? What do we need? What's enrollment for a given class? What do we have on hand? And then I've, I've got to make up the difference. Mm-hmm. So I'm, sometimes I'm buying from some, some shady places, right? The sales are all on the up and up, but you're, you might be buying from somebody who's like slinging used books out of their garage. Like it's a side hustle. Right. So not on like a box of chocolates, you just don't always know what you, you're going to get. You never know. Sometimes right. they're like shady about it. And sometimes it's just a small operation, mm-hmm. right? Like I ordered some books. This was actually last year. Um, and there were like two different versions because there's always different educational standards. And sometimes the books are specific to that educational standard. Right. And they had, they had like put a sticker over the like edition or the standard on the covers of these books and just shipped me the wrong books. Now, almost <laughs> everything about this book was the same. Right. But if you don't deal with books like this, you don't know. But they all have an I, every book has an ISBN number. Mm-hmm. And I think it's tied to the Library of Congress, but they all have this unique identifier, even not just curriculum. Like, go pick up a book on your shelf, look where the barcode is, look inside, like the title page and the publisher information, the ISBN will be in there. Right. So I'm like, I can look at the IS, like, I get the covers look the same. But I'm, I'm not that dumb. They put, right? they put a sticker on it. That yeah. was your first indication. But so somebody this year just made like a packaging mistake. Mistake. Like they were picking orders and they shipped us like an old, old paperback book. It might've been from like the seventies and it had nothing to, it wasn't curriculum at all. It was just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the title of the book was. doesn't matter. You smelled but it, it looked like that. It had not even yellow, like oranges pages and the looks people were giving me. Cause I'm like. <laughs> Let me see that book. And I immediately start sniffing it like some sort of inappropriate internet fetish. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is one of the best smells Mm -hmm, in the world. mm -hmm. It's not unique to books. It's something about something that ages that way. So like when John and I, uh, you were saying on your way over, you were, you were listening to some of the recent podcasts of Mm -hmm. John Reyes. I was talking a lot about these historical homes of our founding fathers. So Mount Vernon and Monticello and, uh, you know, Peacefield and those homes have that same oh old gosh. book smell. Sounds amazing. And it's just the best. Old churches a lot of times, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but little. So they got to be little. Right. It's always the little when ones. When it's not mildew, oh, it's my that gosh. smell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's glorious. Yeah. Well, I can lend you Dune if you really want to. I don't know that I need to borrow it, but it. I, I'm, yeah, I might need For to sniff that book. <laughs> Before you leave. Yeah. Maybe this is the content people are here for. If this episode blows up, maybe we go the direction of like book sniffing. Book sniffing. But it has to be with the same um, care that we open the Jocko goes. It has to be like in the microphone. Yeah. ASMR. They got to hear the pages flip, mm-hmm. hear the spine crack a little. Yeah, yeah. And then for Patreon, it would we would include a video element yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. A visual. No, mm-hmm. I think there's that might be all the Patreon content is from now on. <laughs> book is, smelling. That's where the good book sniffing's at. You're welcome, supporters. So, no, it's uh, your social media, I would say, is worth a follow. And that's not yeah. lip service because you're sitting here in front of me. Uh, I think my disdain for social media is pretty well established here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Do I spend as much time? It's it's self love. It's uh, you know I'm I'm Paul right like you know uh, the things I don't want to do you know that kind of kind of deal. So I, you know I spend my own, but the I couch it under the uh, the category of po- it's work. It's podcast research at this point. I've oh, got to yes. stay plugged in. It's Absolutely. topical. Uh, but you're 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 pretty quick with the uh, the snarky. 
I don't know if it snarks the right word, but whatever your brand of humor is with your stories, <laughs> I tend to appreciate. Oftentimes, it's uh, book related, or something about being socially awkward, or something about uh, being socially awkward because of books. Yep, um, that's so, about it. <laughs> but I saw you post something a while back ago that I totally identified with. That it was just like you were going to a conference where the whole point is like, you're supposed to be mingling with people or yes. connecting or whatever. And you still take a book mm-hmm. and that's my application is different, but that's me. Jade uh, laughs at me all the time. My wife, anytime we're going on vacation, cause I'll, the Kindle is always with me mm-hmm. and three, four, five physical books. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a little much. Well, you never know. Yeah. You never know. What are you going to be in the mood for? And I'm like, I'm a book hopper. I'm not like, I got to finish this before I'll read this thing. Got so it. I can kind of work on a few different things, especially if it's a reread. Right. Uh, right. Particularly if it's nonfiction, I'll be like, oh, I'll do some of that for mm-hmm. the knowledge part, uh, you know, and then I'll read this thing for fun. How much do I read any of those on those trips? <laughs> zero. Big, fat, zero. It's it's a comfort thing. But they're there. Yeah. Yeah. What it, uh, You laughed at another one that I posted. It was like my emotional support stack of unused notebooks. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I have so many floating around that. I love yeah. to buy a good notebook. Is it like the potential though? Like, it's just like, man, this is going to be so great to write in. Or do you just have it? I won't say I've had this thought my whole life, but for a long time in my life, I've thought, and I believe this, um, I'm like, I think journaling would be really beneficial. I'd like to be a journaler. Mm-hmm. I don't journal. I buy <laughs> journals. I don't know if that counts. You're, you're halfway there. Maybe if I save the receipts from the purchases, those alone will tell a story yeah. over time. Yeah, just what you, where you were, yeah. what you were thinking. I just, I just never do it. I actually, you ever heard of or seen the website Art of Manliness? Uh, every day. Run by a guy named no. Brett McKay. <laughs> Um, sarcasm always welcome here. That's awesome <laughs> podcast. So, uh, run by a guy, Brett McCain, his wife, phenomenal organization, great content. The stuff they write is fantastic. You really, obviously you're not the target market, but some of the, especially like multi-part series, uh, that they've done on, like, I love, they did like a seven part series on traditional honor and mm-hmm. why we lack honor in modern society. That's it's fantastic. Topic. They yeah. just write really well. They dig in. There's an automatic mailing podcast. It really is solid content, mm-hmm. even if you're not of the male persuasion. Okay. However, one happens to identify um, <laughs> Demi Lovato back to a girl. Um, but uh, we're very, we're very hip and topical here. Absolutely. On the, on the so relevant. Yeah. I love Listen, it. Listen, if you can keep up with Demi's pronouns, you're keeping up with pop culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but so, and, and he sells some really cool products and stuff to you, Art of Manliness. And it's, so uh, one of them is like, there's like a 21 day jumpstart journal, mm-hmm. own oh. it, haven't done it. Yeah. One is like journaling based on the 13 virtues like Ben Franklin did. So it's a whole guide and it breaks it down and it's, you, you know, you can get through, if you work through each one individually throughout the year, you get through all 13 and then you start over. Nice. It looks nice. It's sitting on my desk. It's lovely. It's on the top of how many, like, you know, a book person when they're stacks, Pe- yes. if all the books are on the shelf, that is not a true book person. No. If there's no stack anywhere, then it's just for show. Oh, 100%. it's just decoration. Right. So there's a stack on the desk right now. There's mm-hmm. still some in my, my daily carry ruck and there's another stack, uh, in my, my nightstand in the bedroom, but you can see the little, little tassel sticking out the bottom of the journal there. Yeah. Why? Because I often towed it around. In my ruck with my <laughs> other books in case I actually just start journaling. Case. You're going to, today's going to be the yeah. day. You're going to open it up so, and just go for it. You know, the ones that always get me though, to, I don't know if this is the same for you. 
uh, Moleskines. Yes. Oh my gosh, I want to. They're <laughs> they're my Pokemon. They're my Pokemon. I want to I want to catch want them all. Every color. Yes. I have to like control myself. Also, they're a little bit pricier, and I just get the knockoff Moleskines. Yeah. Uh, but I actually write in them, so yeah. like I have the different colors, and so I'm like, okay, this year it's gonna be it's teal right now. Um. So I just it depends on yeah. the year and yeah. They um. Yeah, that's more justifiable if you're mm-hmm. actually riding in them, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Do you have them, though? I probably have. I could probably put my hands on one right now that is largely <laughs> empty. Yeah. And I even, there's these characters that I love from television or literature that are like the pocket notebook type where that's the word they're going to write down their to-do or their idea. Yes. Um, have you ever watched West Wing? No. Older older show starred Martin Sheen. Um, it's, it was an ensemble cast. Um, so... Uh, you know, it's kind of right there in the name. It's like a political show based mm-hmm. on the White House. It's a it's a lefty White House. Really, you wouldn't think I would enjoy it, and I adore the show. Interesting, because I understand they're not actually running the country, right? And it's still more that more romanticized old school Democrat. There's some liberal concepts there, and so mm-hmm. and it's funny how I'm seeing even now that show was on like early 2000s. Okay. Uh, it was really kind of to counterbalance the Bush presidency, it was, right? You right. know, it it was fantasy for politics nerds is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but a phenomenal show. And okay. it's one of my go-to, you know, like we always we talk about the office on here. We always, you know, it's office parks and rec for me, scrubs. Yes. West wing is one of those, right? Where it's just, it's soul food. It's just comfort. It's and been it, in my queue for a while. I'm not going to lie. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Other than the technology dating it, it really holds up. So like their phones and computers and their, and the TVs are big at the beginning, but otherwise it absolutely holds up because, it, if history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. It's it's the same. I mean, there's a whole runner. There's a show. The president had just gotten back from India. He's gifting all the staff these chess sets. He's playing multiple chess games at one time, um, and, and the whole storyline. But there's a, a crisis with China in Taiwan no in way. that episode. Wow! And the president's sending the Seventh Fleet through the Taiwan Strait through the South China Sea, and it's and it's this whole thing. And I'm like, it's. That that episode's twenty years old. Yeah. Wow. And ten years or fifteen years before that episode it's like a was the thing. was was the deal the whole thing with that the whole kerfuffle with them in like mm-hmm. ninety five or ninety six. So it's just whatever. Yeah. It's cool. Only this time China's actually got some muscle behind it. But anyways, there's this great character. He's super gruff and just grumpy and negative. His name's Toby. Mm-hmm. And of course I deeply personally identify with Toby. with Toby. I love him so much. <laughs> and Toby's a pocket notebook kind of guy. And I'm mm. like, man, I wish I'd write. Does he keep it in the, like his pants pocket? Uh, or like it's a ja- side it's, pocket? Yeah, it's a okay. jacket. It's okay. a jacket pocket, which is funny because I have, I hate like formal clothing. I don't see the point. <laughs> yeah. I, no one can justify ties to me. I've, I've never, I've never heard the good argument for a tie. So, That's true. Like a belt does some work. Suspenders do some work. Mm-hmm. Pants cover your nethers. Shirts yes. cover the rest. Mm-hmm. What's a tie do? Nothing. De- decoration. It's not even providing. Yes. It's an accessory. Exactly. It's peacocking, and I have no interest in that. You don't own a tie. You want? Uh, I, I probably own some ties. Okay. Probably the last time that I wore one. Actually, no, that wasn't a tie. It was a bow tie. I was gonna say. Uh, your wedding? My, no, my former uh, co-host, Josh, RIP, buddy. Oh, <laughs> he's um, no longer with us. Yeah, that's been the runner. He's Josh is no longer with us. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, a bow tie for Josh's wedding. I can't, I don't know, last time I, I put on an actual tie. Wow. You didn't wear one for your wedding then? I wore a bow tie. I wore a white tie with tails for my <laughs> wedding because of West Wing. That's fantastic. 
There was no notebook in the pocket. There was an episode when uh, the president, he he liked, it was the, like, white tie was the wrong dress for the occasion, but he liked white tie, so they did white tie. And nice. I, I was the only one. Everybody else was, like, normal. These are the match vests and bow ties, but I wore white tie with tails. Well, you're allowed, yeah. I think, for so, that occasion. I think President Bartlett would have been proud yeah, of me, I'd like to course. think. So. Yeah, cool. I can't. Yeah, ties ties serve no purpose. So yeah. so I don't even I don't even have the desire to wear the jacket to keep the notebook in. Mm-hmm. But, but I've I always still, wanted to be one of those people too. Like I right? see those tiny little notebooks. I'm like, that's adorable. I need it. And then for what? Yeah. Like it sits there. It's too tiny to write in. Like yeah. you get three sentences and you're done. So yeah, that's and we the, used to be. You know, I talk about it on here. Like I'm. It's. Uh, 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 we're not a Christian podcast. I'm a Christian, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the vibe, mm-hmm. right? That's not our thing. But there was a long period of time where I was like a sermon note taker. Mm-hmm. Like I'd have my notebook and I'd, I'm going to yeah. write sermon notes because there is science behind, like if you're taking notes, even if it's fill in the blank, yes. how much more information you will retain. Mm-hmm. Here's what I found though. Every time I went back and read my sermon notes, mm-hmm. they made exactly no sense. None whatsoever. Why is that? I have no idea. You're just like, what was he talking about? I think like you're just still, you're trying to be in the moment and pay attention. Yeah. So, and you're trying to do shorthand and you're like, certainly in the context, this is going to make sense. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. doesn't. No. No. I well, might as well have been drunk writing those things. Maybe. As far as I understand drunkenness. In the spirit. In the spirit. There it is. <laughs> so, so I gave up on that. I'm like, well, I'm, I'll, I'll sit here and yeah. listen. My retention's pretty good. Anyways. Yeah. Um, do you, are you, now, are you one of those people that carries your Bible physically to church no, or you have no, it on your phone? <laughs> no, 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 Yeah. I don't For better or for worse, it's in a world of you version. Yes. Why would I? Once there was a phone with a Bible on it, I'm like, well. But it used to be. Like, uh, I think we're both old enough to appreciate this. Like, not only would you tote your Bible with you, but you had, like, you had the Bible cover. Absolutely. Yes. With the, with the handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a course. briefcase. Are you a tabs or a no tabs person? No tabs. It's cheating. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, it's also annoying and I would just, I have too much distraction. And how and hard it. is it to just flip through? So tabs, right? You could buy, you could buy these little tabs that would have like the books of the Bible on them and you go in, you peel, you stick them in, <laughs> no. you know, and then, then you can flip right to it. It's too much work. I don't, I'm not judging the tabs people. It just it wasn't for me. Yeah. No, it's too much work. And then I, they annoyed me to be honest. Yeah. I was, I would play with them. I would fiddle with them. And then, yeah. Well, no. then if you've got the Bible cover, you've got zipper issues because the tabs are in the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So man, nineties Bible kid problems. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No. But now you can take notes right in U version. Yes. So that's what I do. I'm like, what am I? What am I going to do with those notes in U version? What am I going to do with them? I okay. Am I going <laughs> to export terrible. them? Am I going to print them? Am I going to download them? No. So I when I when you save them, apparently it shares. Did you know you can have friends on the Bible app? It's yeah. like a little social media thing. Did you know? I'm an, and I'm a fan of that. What I have done, like I took that to the next level, and what I've done is I have formed friendships. Uh huh. Just like in the world with people like this. Oh, no way. Yeah. I like talk Who to them just like we're talking anymore? right now. That's yeah. A, that's a really old concept. So Kayla, yeah. you're dating yourself. Yeah. Um, but no, so apparently when you share those notes, like people can see them and I've gotten likes on my notes Look at and I you. know that's like a pride thing and probably counterintuitive, but now I'm like, I have readers and I need to put out notes every Sunday. You, you, you like, you like share a note. That's like this profound thought on pride coming before the fall. And then you're like, look at all my likes. Look, um, I, I'm getting comments. <laughs> no, I am. I do. Um, 
some of the guys that I like will hunt and shoot and camp with and, mm-hmm. and hike with and all that stuff. Mike redacted being one of them. Um, will uh, you know, we'll, we'll do like some shared like devotionals on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are fun. Cause it's like you read, you know, you listen to a devotional, you read through, and then you can kind of share your thoughts. Mine are usually snarky. Go fig. You. Um, but so that's, that's kind of whatever, but I'm not a, I'm not a theme devotional kind of person. They'll be like, let's do this one about like finding your courage. I'm like, I'm all set. Can we just do one of those like <laughs> book of the Bible ones again? Like, can we just, yeah, that's me. I yeah. I get that. So you're not, a, not, not themed. It has to be like biblical. Like, yeah. Like, okay. I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel and I just always feel so brief. I'm like, am I going to find my courage in the next five days with yes. your 10 minute devotional? Oh, well, you're never going to know. Are you? No, I'm really, not. <laughs> I'm really, really not. So I, man, this is a, this is a good quality, old fashioned solid seven rabbit trail. Cause yep. I have no idea. I know we were talking about journaling, journaling I don't books. Know what got us there? Oh, I guess. Cause you were saying you were blogging mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, yeah, but yeah. not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just, I've, I've actually put out, put aside all my other projects, so to speak. And I'm, the book is like yeah. the one, like I, my goal is to pitch this thing to an agent, which I didn't know was a thing. I was like, yeah, then you just find a publisher. And apparently that is not the way to go with books. If you've ever published a book, you would know this. I have not. Um, but yeah, basically you have to find like an agent. And if your agent likes your book, then they pitch it to a publisher and they're the ones who get it to like the final stage. Uh-huh. So yeah, who knew? But then you have to like, not only do you have to write your book, you have to get like this whole pitch ready. It has to be like a summary uh, with a spoiler, you have to tell the whole thing. And if your pitch isn't good enough, your book isn't going to be picked up by anybody. So my goal is to pitch this thing by like December of this year. So that's what I've been working on. I even have, I don't know if you knew this, Kale. I have a business, like a side business. It was a main business for a while. I do um, academic coaching. Besides the nuts. Besides that, that's another side hustle. Yes. I'm like the queen of side hustles. Like I have so many things that I do. Um, but yeah, I have a, I do tutoring and academic coaching for hospitalized and homebound students. Like that is my, those are the people I serve outside of my full-time job yeah. as a content manager. So yeah, so I was doing that, but then summer came and I realized. teaching used to be your thing. Like that's why was. you were in China, even the whole mm-hmm. elementary grade, right? Elementary. Right. Yeah. So is that who you work with doing the tutoring and stuff? Yeah. Well, I some of my former students I do work with now yeah. I just, I'm getting referrals and recommendations. And so I work with those students and I actually hired my first person. So she took on all of my clients while I worked full time. So that was actually taking off. And then summer came and then I'm like, I have this book and I also have this business and I'm also working full time, got burnt out. So everything has been put to the side outside of my full-time job and this book. So that is so the thing. The, I'm still, not entirely clear on what it is you do in the full-time job. Mm-hmm. Neither am I. I was going to say, explain it to me again, like I'm five, but it's possible since it has the word content in it. Yeah. You actually need to explain it to me like I'm 41. Yeah. 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 I think both would be fine here. So essentially my boss, who is a uh, full-time real estate investor, he's um, trying to grow his platform. He just wants to be global worldwide. And so my job is to get him there. So basically he'll create, a video or, you know, a reel, a short, my job is to blast it across all of the channels with this really pithy caption. And then I also write all his promo emails and social media content. He produces a magazine every month. And by he, I mean, I produce a magazine every month and we do a, he has a Christian mastermind for uh, other 
like super rich real estate investors. So they have a publications that they put out every month. And by them, I mean me. So yeah, I do a lot of writing for him too. And then all of his social media stuff is what I do as well. Well, I mean, you know, if he's, if he's looking to glow, grow globally, yeah, the solid seven podcast does have a global, a global audience. audience. I did hear that. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. There's not a lot of them, but they're out there. They're and out they're there everywhere, but China. Hello, Russia. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was the big one. And Germany, right? You have, yeah. a, you have a good amount of listeners yeah. in Germany. I need to start including a, a guten tag. I wouldn't say Gutentag. it's a good amount, mm-hmm. but they're, they're third on the list. It's USA, Japan, Japan. Konnichiwa. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we're out there in the Asian markets. Okay. Which I guess Russia, you can kind of make that Asian argument too. Could but you, you? kind of got the steps and the planes people there. Yeah, it's all kind of... There's some super Asian-looking Russians. That's that's fair. That, I, I mean, yes. there's a, it, it gets real... I mean, you had the whole Mongols thing. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot. Like, the, the percentage of people that have, like, detectable DNA from the mongolians from genghis khan in particular Him it's alone. pretty impressive right. the dude changed the carbon footprint of the globe now he did it by killing people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if the left find out that that's how he lowered our, our like our greenhouse emissions as a race that could be a real problem yeah and luckily they, probably none of them listen to this so we're safe i don't know i think at least we used to have some lefty listeners and i'm okay i welcome that if okay. you're if you're out there and we even have uh at least one or two kind of lefty guests i'm down i'm not okay. like it's it's all in good fun of course of i'm course. no hater i just don't yeah. want to vote for you but we can we can chat it's cool um elections are coming up but yeah Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. How annoying Primaries. is who's ever gotten a mailer and been like, yeah, this is who I'm voting for. Oh, my gosh. I would like to meet that person because I've never been that person. And obviously we're we're in Florida, which uh, Florida gets called purple. Man, it doesn't feel Orlando's pretty blue. Yes. South Florida's pretty blue. Yeah. The rest of us, it's. And particularly these days, it's felt pretty deep red, right? But so there's still some pretty contested Republican primaries going down. Mm-hmm. And if I get one more flyer of somebody standing next to Donald Trump on it, yeah. I'm just like, guys, I don't know. Like, I'm not hating on Trump. I'm not what I get, but I'm like, I don't know. This is the play right now, particularly in Florida. Like, post your picture standing next to DeSantis. Like, that's the hot hand in Florida right now. Right now, absolutely. Like, if you're looking to court Republican voters in Florida, Mm -hmm. why is the picture on your flyer not standing next to Ron DeSantis? That's that's fair. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting all all of those. I was reading an article the other day about, uh, like, uh, Charlie Crist, who's running in the uh, Democratic primary for governor in the state of Florida. Um, Basically kind of kind of a whining that like this, this race should be a bigger deal than it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like, Hey man, the, the market decides either the people are interested in it or they're not. Right. But he's like, oh, you know, basically like it would so derail, uh, like conservative and Republican, uh, momentum nationwide mm-hmm. to unseat Ron DeSantis right now because he's such a, a poster child and he's maybe not wrong, but Charlie, people aren't paying attention, buddy, because you're not going to do it. Nope. You're like, you see him, even if like, forget the, the politics aside, right? Like vi- who are viable candidates for office in this country tra- changed drastically with the invention of television? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. What politicians look like changed <laughs> dr- in like 
Chris is just kind of a, he was governor here before he was mm-hmm. a Republican right. then, yeah. Um, which just goes to show there's no real closely held convictions there. Nope. It's, you know, just going with the way the winds blow and he felt like his odds politically were better with, with the left. And so he made the jump, but you just see him and he's not a strong presence. He's a, he's a slight guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's not a lot of faith in his you know, that he has any strongly held convictions. I mean, when you make a switch like that, now everybody's so extreme. Like, I don't know that switch. It's, I feel like that's bigger. You know, that's a big deal. You switch over like, at least for me, I'd let me like, wait, what? That's completely opposite. Yes. Yeah. And after these two years in particular to come to the people of Florida and be like, let me rescue you from this person. Like we haven't seen what the rest of the country has gone through. Right. Like people aren't fleeing from governors like Charlie Chris says he will be to come here. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, nobody's paying attention because there's there's no story. Yeah. They're, no, we're getting win. so but, many people moving here. Like, yeah. And, you know, making the point of like when DeSantis won, uh, that it was only by like two percentage points or something I'm like Bro, a lot has happened in the meantime, not the least of which um, us finding out that the person he beat by 2%, Andrew Gillum, was a real, real bad dude. Yeah. Yep. A real bad dude. So that, but yeah, the flyers, the, the signs, I just don't, I don't get that stuff. Maybe it works for some people. They've got to be convinced that that it does yeah. or they wouldn't do it. There's got to be some pollster, some political science professor, major telling them. Like, I get that there's some aspect of name recognition mm-hmm. that yeah. goes into it. Yeah. And I get that, sadly, the electorate is not as informed and intelligent as we would like to be. I, I don't know. It's It's tough to... It's easiest at the local level. It's just tough to get a read on these people. Like, I don't care what your flyer says because, of course, your flyer makes you sound good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then it's so hard, like, if they're if they're a known quantity, if they've been in politics, you can kind of look at their track record. Okay, what have they done? What have they voted for? Because I don't care what you say. Right. Because um, a lot of them sound great around election time. I'm like, oh, well, how do you govern? But when then they haven't, that's when it's like you kind of got to be willing to, like, hit a meet and greet or watch a terribly boring interview or debate on the local television. They're bad enough when it's like, here's this panel from CNN or Fox news. At least there's some, you know, whatever, but I'm like, no, you're going to watch, you know, channel nine West here in central Florida. And we're going to sit down and talk to this person, but you have to, it's like, otherwise you don't have a freaking clue. Yeah. About these people. Yeah. Maybe you've got some endorsements from some organizations that you trust. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm like, stop sending me the flyers. I've seen um I've seen politicians do like the the church tours. They'll go different every Sunday they'll be in a different church. I just kind of like side eye them, like, hmm, this is this is interesting. That's that's the word that I I'll go with. It's yeah. interesting. They'll do the church tours and I don't know. I know about all that. Yes. I've, I've never, I mind less the, like the stand and wave, like, oh, here's so-and-so. Right. They're here today. Um, the, like, let's hear from them for a few Mm. minutes. I'm like, that is the pulpit. No, nothing you have to say is more important than what I came here to hear. Right. Right. Yeah. So even then, like, I'm like, okay, that almost does the opposite for me actually if they come and they start speaking at a church then i'm like you know what i don't know about this 
But um, I recently changed my party affiliation, and now I can't vote in the primary. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Like, that was a recent thing. And then I had, I like, I vaguely was aware of that law. I was like, yeah, it's a close day, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to vote my convictions. And now I can't vote for anyone. What'd you switch so. to? Uh, libertarian. <laughs> All right. What's up? Conservative yeah. libertarians for you the know, win. I was, and I did the whole, like, you know, I went and I researched. Yeah. I did. I'm like, what do I actually align with? Because I couldn't, the major parties, I'm like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. And then libertarian appealed to me the most. So. Yeah. I did. I'm not lockstep with the libertarians. There is merit to the traditional, like the not Republican, but conservative Mm -hmm, idea mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you're looking to inject a little more values wise in than, than but not, but not to the extent really that the conservatives really want to. That's too much for me. Exactly. Um, And so, and it's not, I, I agree with the values. I just think I talked about it with, with Ali on last week's episode. Um, I just think the government's just really bad vehicle. For convincing, like, you can't force people into values and principles. Right. 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 It's, I'm not looking to outsource the church's job, my job, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. parents' job, any of that to government. They're just bad at it. Right. Uh, and now, um, in that same vein, they just passed a law here in Florida for the, and I don't know if it affects your school, Kale, because I know you work at a private school. That's yes. secret. Yes, of course I do. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, dang. Yeah, but yeah, so they passed a lot, and now well, my sister, she still works in the public schools, and uh, basically now every piece we of don't material. We call them public schools in the South. Some kind they're government schools. Government schools. Yeah. She works at a government. It school. is more accurate. Yes. it just is. Well, she's a music teacher. Okay. So she's you know she's the she has a really fun job I'd yeah. say, but I just she called me and she was venting. She was so upset. I'm like, what is going on? Um, apparently they passed a law where every piece of anything literature. Anything has to go through, basically now they, they can only teach what is given to them by the district. So, because it has to be approved. And if a parent brings up that, uh, hey, this piece of material is questionable, then the whole thing gets pulled and it has to go under a committee for a review. So she was like, I have to get You have rid a of- sister that looks like Rumor Willis. Is it that sister? I only have one sister. So, yes. Your sister looks like Rumor Willis. No. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I'm holding up pictures right now for the listeners. Is that why you? Okay. I, I I'm don't not see saying it. they're identical, but they could be related. You got to pick the right it. picture. Yeah, it's not that picture. Dude, I'm that telling you're you. Oh, me. no, not the one at the top. That's a horrible picture. <laughs> Sorry, rumor. I mean, you're lovely, but it was not a flattering photo. This. No. But. I think I think your sister looks like. Oh, people tell me my sister looks like me. So you guys do look alike. Yeah, yeah, we're not twins. Yeah. I like to tell people we are. But all that aside, she followed my footsteps into the teaching realm. She's a teacher now. But yeah, that that I don't know if that affects you though, because I know it affects the government schools absolutely. Yeah, but. no, not the private. But you're talking about is is that the law where basically they're looking to eliminate like the CRT content and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. But now every piece of content that kids are looking at, like basically they had to empty out. They're saying like the media center, they can't, kids won't have access to the media center for a while. Cause every book has to be like reviewed and approved now by whom I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just a big headache now for it, teachers. It's tough to find the right grounds for those things. Right. Because I'm no book burner. I I'm not right. right. Like, I'm fine with a a fair and free and open marketplace of ideas Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I think the best way to combat bad ideas is good ideas. Right. Right. I'm down for that. The the problem is not all content is appropriate for all ages and all audiences. 
And when you can, like, you can go, you have no problem finding videos online right now where a parent will go to a school board meeting Mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to read to you from this book that I found that my child got from their school library or that was in my child's school library. Mm -hmm. And they cut off their microphone. Why? Because the content isn't appropriate for the public forum. Also because this, this meeting is being televised. And the things you're about to read will violate FCC guidelines Yep. if we broadcast it. So mm-hmm. they'll cut off the mic. Right. So why was it in my elementary age child's library? Right. And I totally get that. Like, I am on board with that. I'm not saying burn that book. I'm not saying that book shouldn't exist. I'm not saying no one should be able to read that book. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's the wrong setting for that content and the wrong audience. And they lack the emotional maturity and they lack the intellectual maturity mm-hmm. to process that material. Yes, 100%. And so people like James Lindsay have taken to referring to the people who are arguing for these things, mm-hmm. for the ability to discuss your your orientation and your, your private sexual escapades with students, Ugh. took to calling them groomers, which, honest to God, Feels pretty accurate. Well, well, yeah. It will now get you banned from Twitter. Calling them groomers or calling them groomers. Hmm. Now, what's interesting Interesting. is you'll find articles um, like Allie Stuckey. I bring her up. Allie Beth Stuckey. Yes. um, Who I love. I love her content. Open invite to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Allie. There's room on the Sun 7 podcast for two Allies. Yeah. Throwing it out there. (laughs) Um. But, you know, she did, I don't know, she produces a ton of content. I don't know how she has the time, but between her podcast and she writes and her social media, tons of content. It's impressive. Um, But so I don't know if it was on her podcast or something she wrote was like, okay, well, here's some alternatives to groomers. And the, the take on that from like, I don't know if it was Media Matters or those types of organizations um, was, oh, here's, you know, here's this right winger or podcaster trying to give people new ways to attack the LT, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. whatever else I'm supposed to say after that at this yes. point, community. And she's like, Ali said, I didn't say anything about the LGBTQ community. I talked about the people who are specifically trying to do these things and protect these scenarios and this kind of content for children. You made the association with the entire community. Yep. And isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. Like, where is that accountability? Well, no, now she, I mean, she always has the target on her back, right? Everybody just, oh yeah, they love to hate her. Um, But yeah, that, that association is, they jump to that conclusion. 100%. Like, I feel your sister's pain in what she's trying to do. Yes. But I don't know how, so it's, we're bad at this with humanity, right? We overcorrect. We see a wrong. And rather than swinging the pendulum to the middle and then locking it down in place, we way overshoot the middle. Yep. And it, we, it just keeps swinging mm-hmm. back and forth. And so I, I get that. But the flip side is when you can find content of like schools saying there's, there's literally, uh, there's a closet. Yeah, I could find, I don't have it handy because we never know where we're going with the Sotsman podcast, but I can find you articles about at least a school, if not multiple schools, where they have materials for a student who feels like they're misgendered but isn't comfortable telling their parents yeah. that they can come and there's these the binding garments and the tape 
wow. and clothes for the opposite gender, and they can change when they get to school. Hmm. And they'll hide that. They won't inform the parents. Right. You are educators. You are teachers. You are not parents. We are not co-parenting. My kids are not yours. Mm -hmm. My kids are not the government's. I am not co-parenting with the government. It is not your role. Right. That is too serious a scenario for you to keep that from the parents. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what DeSantis was going for. Like that was like, hey, that's going to happen. That's not going to happen here. Basically was the, I think that was the goal behind that whole thing. Um, But yeah, it is the opposite extreme now. My sister was saying it feels very, what did she say? 1984, Fahrenheit 451, one of those, one of those books. She's like, it just feels like very like big brother. Like now everything we have to teach has to be a board approved. And if a parent questions it and I was trying to explain, I was like, I get it though. Like I understand. And I, I believe there's going to be a huge movement towards homeschooling. Like I think it's happening now. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is. So, um, with my business, which is tutoring and academic yeah. coaching, now I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit. I'd love to, um, my goal, I'm like, I'd love to like provide training. Cause like parents, they're like, I'm going to homeschool. And then when they're in it, it's like, what? I'm not a teacher. Like it's very, I don't know if you've ever had that notion of homeschooling. At yeah. all. It's, um, it's a lot. Like my mom did that with us for a couple of years. I was a homeschool kid for a couple of years. It was like my first two years of middle school, which was very intense. Um, but I will say like, I remember seeing her struggle and I was like, I like thinking back, I would love to help those parents, you know, there's so much more resource now. Oh yeah. And a lot of what I see now, like I, we talked, I talked about her some on last week's podcast, but, uh, Bethany Mandel, who I really only know from, from social media. And now, uh, she's producing these uh, great. You, uh, hate them, I guess, cause they're not fiction, but these kids biographies <laughs> of, uh, you know, conservative icons. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we talked, we talked about last week, but when you go into the bookstore, you look at the kids section, you see these, like, you know, here's Ruth Bader Ginsburg and here's Michelle Obama and here's this, and mm-hmm. you don't see the Amy Coney Barrett's and you don't see the Thomas souls right. um, and stuff like that. So she's doing those Ronald Reagan and you know, these big conservatives. So they're doing those books. Okay. Um, maybe you could publish with her. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so Bethany hit us up. We'll, we'll, uh, have are your people call our people? Um, I said our people. I'm just people. I'm just in on this now. I'm going to take such a small cut. You will not even notice. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm a supporter. I'm a, I'm a yeah. Patreon supporter now, so I don't know how that would balance. Yeah. No, we'll work it out. out. It might be some kind of legal thing that has to. We'll see. We'll. <laughs> um, but uh, like, there's so much more resource now, and with the electronics that are available and stuff, and even I haven't really dropped this on the podcast. I'll actually probably end up doing it as an as an ad like read. Uh, with the other things, but I'm actually an affiliate for Tuttle Twins now because I love their content okay. so much. And they actually just, I'll grab it for you can see, so you can see before they leave. Like the Tuttle Twins books are awesome anyways, mm-hmm. but they released their first um, like kids history book. Nice. Like starting from 12, like U.S. history book, 1200 through 1776. It's so much easier to get good content now and there's good resources where now what you hear more is from parents is all the trepidation over going to homeschooling and I'm not a teacher and how am I going to do this? Right. And what you hear is people on the other side going, it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like every, nothing about it is what you, what you think it is and the level of freedom and the level of real world learning. Right. And you're even seeing different versions of that where it's not homeschooling, but I see a lot. I've even, I've got friends from, from Go Ruck. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their kids is in one of these outdoor schools. 
up in the Jacksonville areas. And so you see these outdoor schools where they're outside and they're actually learning, like you're learning science in, you're living the science right, and stuff, right? right? Um, so you're seeing more of that. And I just think we're going to see more and more of that, more private schools, more home schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem, like the problem is right now, you know, if you want to put your kid in a private school, you don't get to stop paying the taxes. Nope. Yeah. For the government school down the road. So now you get to pay twice. Mm -hmm. You get to pay double. You're welcome. And I get the argument. There's a societal argument for, as a society, we benefit benefit from an educated populace. Uh, Maybe not this education, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is people are like, well, I'm paying for this. So you shouldn't be teaching, you know. Because I I think if we're, if if there's a, a, like... An overarching weakness in our educational system right now, it's in civics. Yeah. It's it's in like being an informed, capable, able-bodied member of the society in which we live and what civics is being taught now as you see the creep of things like critical theory. What is taught is that America is not exceptional. America is evil. These, these evils are... It was built on these evils. The evils are baked in mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. rather than acknowledging the good and the bad. Right. And s- teaching what was so exceptional, what was so different. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't get any. And so, no, I don't I don't know that there's societal benefit to government education. Oh, no. Like there once was. Yeah. I feel like. At least me personally, eventually one day I hope to become a parent. And that's kind of like last option. Like if it's a good school and like if I'm super involved, then maybe my kids can go to a government school. But I don't I don't even see that as an option. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I felt like at the time I graduated from high school in 1998 um, in the 1900s. Oh, my gosh. Right. Doesn't that make it worse? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I graduated from high school in the 1900s, but, and I, I got what I felt like at the time and still do feel like for the times was an above average, uh, government school education. I felt like they did a pretty good job and still so much of what I've learned and studied since then, I'm like, this stuff should have been baked in, particularly the things I've learned about civics and politics and U S government and U S history. Mm-hmm. Like it should be way more, way more mm-hmm. to be baked into every year. I mean, it's just, you know, and then, you know, we spend so much time on useless things. And so all of that aside, the civic stuff aside, we just do, we do everybody a disservice by not teaching entrepreneurship, by not teaching personal finance, by not, you know, by everything's uh, what college can we get you into? What college can we get you into? Not, you know, you seem like somebody who like, Maybe you'd be good at just kind of running a small business. Right. And you don't really need an agreement in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, actually, my boss, we talk a lot about that. Like, do you really need to go to college? Like, he's making millions doing real estate yeah. investing. And he's like, I didn't go to college for this at all. Yeah. Um, I'm doing content managing and I have a master's in education. Like, I didn't. Did I need to go to college? Sure. I think it taught me a lot. But. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I could have started my own business been entrepreneurial. My dad did that. Like he's, he has, you know, we do the, the nut business together, yeah. the almonds. And then he has his own like it business. Didn't go to college, not a day of college education. It's very successful. So yeah. I'm, I'm going back to that. Every time I think about the nut business, <laughs> think about how the name's like kind of a lie. And, um, the Arizona nut yes. company. Yeah. 
Yeah. A bunch of Latin people in Florida running the Arizona nut company. 100%. I don't, I, I still, when I ask my father, I'm like, why, why that name? Did we get into the name in our last episode? I can't, I can't remember, remember, but I started chuckling because I feel like, didn't I send you some idea for a combo business with the nuts where I'm like, you should do this and you can use the name. Hang on. I'm going to scroll. Tell us about yeah. the name while I look for it. So when I asked my father, like, okay, what, what should we be called? She has this weird obsession, like Grand Canyon desert. Like he loves that. So he wanted that to somehow be a part of the name. And then I'm saying, okay, so what are we, what are we talking about? Like the desert nut company? Like, I don't, I don't know. He, he loves that. So his idea was, he said, you know, like when he ate it one time, he's like, if a cactus had a fruit, which I had to break the news to him that cactuses do in fact bear fruit. Um, he's like, if a cactus had a fruit, it would taste like this cinnamon roasted almond. So I'm like, I see the stretch. I see, I see where you're going. Um, and like very the much color, does not. <laughs> that's just, that was his process. And I'm like, you know what? You started this thing out of respect for you. I will just say, we'll go with whatever, with whatever. But now uh, we get that question at least 12 times wherever we go, like what's with the name. And then I just look at him. I'm like, you're going to tell them the story because to me, it still doesn't make any sense. And that's the, that's the history of the Arizona nut company. And before it was something, well, it was an offshoot of, you know, we used to be a nutty Bavarian and I, that's more of a, of an enterprise that people recognize. Yes. I don't know if you do, but yeah, the nutty Bavarian. So that's, we're an offshoot of that, but yeah. our recipe is different. Our method is different. Our machinery is the same. But um, everything else we would say is our own like spin on, you know, no pun intended. If you've seen the machine, you would get it. Yeah. But it's our own little thing. So, yeah. yeah. You could have gone like, uh, you could have made the transition from Nutty Bavarian to like local Latinos. We could have gone so many. Of course, there's no nut play there, but I'm, you know. You know, no, I, I mean, yeah. Keep it ethnic. <laughs> would have been. Yeah. And then people would have, I don't know, feel more inclined to support our business. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that is, that is the thing. Did you find it? I didn't. I might've um, made the whole thing up in my head. You might have. I feel like I had an idea where I'm like, you should combine the nuts with this thing and call it this. You and did. I remember it, right? that I conversation, know, I but I, I don't it. know the specifics Who about knows? it. We'll, we'll remember later. Anyways, like, it must oh, not have been shoot. that, that clever. Yeah. But that is one of the so. multiple side hustles, you know. That we have. Yeah. That we have. It's, it's a, we're a very entrepreneurial family. Yeah. Like my dad has that, uh, you know, his IT business. He does IT support for small businesses in the area. And um, he started with uh, fax machines. So that's, you know, where it started. So their company name is Fax Chance, which they thought that's was fun. super clever. Yeah. Apparently you do too. Um, yeah. Fax Chance Network. And then since faxes are no longer a thing that most people use. Um, they just kind of abbreviated the name. So now it's FCN and now they do like, you know, IT support network, mostly internet stuff, printers, yeah. copiers, all of that stuff. Um, but he's also developing an app, which I can't say much about because intellectual property, like he's patenting it and everything. It's a whole thing, but it is going to, it's supposed to help schools. It's a way for parents to be able to keep track of where their kids are specifically like transportation wise, like when they get off of, on buses, when they get off of buses, yeah. just because you know, we have the technology to avoid kids being forgotten on school buses. That happens way too often. Yeah. So that was the idea. Still developing it. It's going to be pretty cool. So he has that going on. We have the nut company going on. So it's just a lot of hands in different pots. Is that how you set the euphemism? I don't know. Yeah. 
my hands, hands in, in cookie no, jars, hands, hands in, in jars. <laughs> a lot of hands. I'm in... gonna blame it on my non his my hmm. accent, my non accent that I don't yeah. have. I'm his bilingual. hands are in a lot of somethings. <laughs> we know that for sure. It might not be pots, one but his of hands. Them is, one of them is nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Uh, it's hard. To, uh, the nuts are such a fun topic because <laughs> eh, obviously there's a bit of a little, you know, a juvenile middle school chuckle there always. Mm-hmm. But they're also freaking delicious. They are. And let's be honest, uh, you know, I kid, but Arizona Nut Company is a great freaking name. Is it Sometimes though? you just throw a right location name in there and it makes something sound better. Yeah. Right. If you were just like, hey, you want to go to a fresh bread company? N- no. No. You want to go to Atlanta bread company? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right? I could see that. So. Like who, who cares if the bread's from Atlanta, but it's we get got a nice ring from Arizona all the time. Yeah. Who's from Arizona? Literally nobody. We've been there once, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that is the name. Yeah. I feel like I, I've had uh, cactus candy before and I think it was from my grandma's trip to Arizona. Did it taste like the cinnamon roasted almonds it did, at it all? Did not. Was it cinnamon flavored? No, I then don't think cinnamon was involved in any way, shape, or form. Cactus candy. That sounds really gross. I'm not going to lie. It's like, like saltwater taffy. Who wants that? Lots of people. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't sound appealing. It doesn't, like, but it's not what? at all salty. That's what oh, I don't get. See, I've never had it. You, I grew up in Florida. Possible? I don't because it sounds gross. Like, hey, you want some saltwater taffy? But no. like a piece of taffy and a little white wrapper. You've never had a piece of that taffy. It's called saltwater taffy. Next, I'm pod, like, next is podcast. It, is that what we're by having? By God, there's going to be a bowl of taffy here on the table. All right, and then I'll try and it. We'll and just, I'll let you know. It has, It'll be more ASMR. I don't get. I don't know why the salt water plays into it, but it's not like it's not like salty. It's not even like a salty sweet play. Like it's just taffy. Do they have salt? Do they use salt water in it? Uh, probably. And it could all, it could be big. It could be one big <laughs> lie. I don't know. I, when I was little, every time. I mean, your nuts aren't from Arizona either. So who are you to judge? You're you're right. You're right on that front. But yeah, no, when I was little, that was the thing, you know, we'd, we'd, um, the thing in Florida, you know, fourth, third, fourth grade, we all go to, um, St. Augustine, right. Uh-huh. That's the trip. And then fifth grade, it's like Tallahassee and we're like, yeah, Florida. And there's always like, get some taffy. And I'm always like, no, like yeah. everything's fun about this except for that. I don't know. I freaking love St. Augustine still. Yeah. I love it. Haven't been in a Let's while. Let's go walk around the fort. Let's fire off some cannons. Let's do this thing. At Christmas time, because yes. it's all lit up. That's super fun. Have you ever visited the Fountain of Youth? I think so. Oh, it's so gloriously ghetto. It's so <laughs> glorious. It's like ghetto, yes, it's yes, ghetto in the best possible way. I remember, yes. They have this tiny, really crummy planetarium there, because why not? <laughs> yeah. Why would you not have Absolutely. a planetarium at the Fountain of Youth? It's fantastic. If you're in or around St. Augustine ever, mm-hmm. uh, go visit the Castillo de San Marco. Uh, that That is a worthy visit. Truly impressive. Yeah. And then go up the road and visit the uh, the Fountain of Youth. Juan Ponce de Leon. I remember yeah. him. I'm going to do a whole unit on him. Florida history. The, I don't know if all the other states have like state history like we have Florida history. I like, think over here on the East Coast, yeah, because okay. things are older. Yeah. People got I guess here. That makes yeah. Sense. I mean, depending. Right now, there's some Native American really pissed off at that statement. And so I'm, I'm sorry to Probably. my Native American listeners. Yeah. We yeah. were here first, but they do. There's news stories this week. Uh, I didn't link an article in here because once again, I didn't know that it would come up, but um, of like finding some mammoth bones and some like footstep imprints in stone or in whatever that just like keeps pushing back the date that humans were in North America. 
Really? Like when I was in elementary, I, it's, it's a long story that's not worth telling about why this is ingrained in my head, but I'll never forget that for the longest held time, mm-hmm. the belief was that humans immigrated here across the Bering Strait at a time when either the ice was high or the water was low and you could walk it as a footpath. Right. And that was all placed around, you know, 10, 12,000 years ago or sure, something like that. Sure, sure. Uh, but I mean, they keep pushing it back by tens, if not hundreds of thousands of years. The whole back, mm. the whole backstory of humanity. Of course, you start to try and view things through a Christian lens. This all gets real, real, real tricky, depending on some of your interpretations of scripture yep. and how long a day is in the Bible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I recently got into that actually. Um, for the longest time, I had no idea. I was like, wow, Christians, some Christians believe the earth is a million years old. Like I was always taught the view, the young earth, right? And for some reason, that was like central to whatever theology my family subscribed to at the time. Okay. So when I was homeschooled for two years, we watched a whole video about this lady teaching on young earth and dinosaurs. And I still remember to this day, it was a VHS. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was made in 1993, probably, but. Yeah. And then like recently, way, way yeah. too recently, I realized, oh, it's not a universally held belief no. across no. people who share my faith. So yeah. some people believe in a, in a very literal timeline for creation being mm-hmm. over seven days as we know them now. Right. Um, which even at that, you, you kind of look at the days as we know them now. Yes. We just had the shortest daytime period on Earth in the time that we've been recording time. So judged based off of atomic clocks, this was just recently. Okay. The daytime period on Earth was the shortest it's ever been. The Earth rotated the fastest on that day. Really? That it ever has. So again, that makes this literal day. Okay, well... A day doesn't always mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's that. There's there's things in Christian scripture, in the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about God being, uh, you know, Christians believe, that the, the majority of main Christian denominations believe God's omnipotent. He knows everything. He's omnipresent. He exists outside of time. So he's in the past, the present, and the future mm-hmm. all at the same time. And there's there's all these even more difficult ideas to wrap your head around like the Trinity that we won't get into here on the Solid 7 podcast, at least not right now. Uh, but so there's there's scripture that talks about to God a day being as a thousand years and a thousand years being as a day. Well, now this kind of muddies the water around how long a day is too. And so was creation over seven days? Was it over 7,000 years? Was it whatever? Mm-hmm. None of these things are material to the tenets, like the importance behind the Christian faith. And so they're just kind of fun things to talk about. So right. here's my kind of fun not researched, not theological idea around reconciling these concepts of very, very old earth, very, very young new earth from, from the more, unless you want to say fundamentalist Christian, that's got its own connotations, but from the, the from the whatever of, right. of, of people out there in the world that think the earth is X age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, as a Christian and, and a few other faiths that are kind of mixed in with Judeo-Christianity, we kind of accept on, on faith that God created humanity, that God created Adam and Eve. Right. Well, you get into a real chicken and egg situation there because at least our understanding, the way we pick it, picture it, Mm -hmm. he didn't create babies. He didn't create infants. Right. They weren't toddling around the garden of Eden. Right. We weren't waiting for them to grow. No. Yeah. Nope. 
definitely says he made a man. Right. Did not make a baby. So other than the possibly disturbing lack of a belly button. I've thought of that too. There's no reason they would have had belly buttons. There's no need for one. Yeah. Which you take for granted until it's not there. And I'm like, ooh, that might look kind of (laughs) odd. There Um, was a show. Sorry, rabbit trail. There was a show when I was young called Kyle XY. And that was his whole thing. He didn't have a belly button. All right. And um, it turns out he was grown in a lab. Like he was like the first human okay. grown in a lab. And yeah. it was like a whole thing. Super cheesy. I couldn't stand it. My sister loved it. Um, it was one of those like CW shows. That I don't know. sounds like a CW show. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is he it's was like, like tonight after Smallville. Kyle XY. Yes. And I my sister would Smallville. like stay up for it. Anyway, he didn't have a belly button. And then I was like, is this what Adam looked like? Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that. Anyway, carry on. I had a, a friend while we're on a CW tangent who was well on his way to being a very successful and known musician. Okay. That had a song, maybe two, featured on Smallville. No Von way. Ray, look him up. His music's still out there. It's good. I know Von yeah, Ray. He kind of let the music career go to because uh, it was taking too much time away from his his kids and his family. But uh, his music's fantastic. And yeah, his music was on Smallville. And okay. Go and uh, I think I remember hearing that. But so That's here you've got boy. you've got Adam and Eve, who have the full appearance, other than the lack of a belly button, mm-hmm. of being a human. Man and woman, right? Just like you and I, mm-hmm. that would appear to have gone through every period of development that you and I went through. Okay, and yet they didn't. Right? They were created with the appearance of having gone through a process, hmm. but they didn't go through the process. Okay. Why then is it such a giant leap of faith? Hat tip, Steve Martin movie. Um. To believe that God could create the earth and or the universe as a whole with the appearance of having gone through a very detailed scientific process with the appearance of age mm-hmm. without actually having gone through the process or being that old. My question would be why? Why not? <laughs> that would, that would be gonna, my thing. I'm like, like ah, why am I going to sit around and wait on this? Let's just start in the middle. I'm going to mess with them. And put a hundred extra rings on this tree just to, just because, just cause I can. Why not? I mean. Why not? Why not? Why, why? It's the same thing. Yeah. And because it's all cyclical, talking about a hundred rings on a tree. If you visit St. Augustine, you can go and visit an oak tree called mm-hmm. the Senator. It's actually in the parking lot of a hotel at this point. <laughs> and uh, it's like over 600 years old. Yeah. It was there when Ponce de Leon got there. Yeah. That's trippy. Well, that's why he's like, hey, Fountain of Youth, this tree, it's still here. That's the stuff that I love about history when you can like make it like this thing. Yeah. Was here. Have you seen the tree? Yeah. You've seen the senator? Yeah. If you if you go, so there's a couple of tour companies. Okay. And there's they're in a lot of cities like this. So if you go to there's like old trolley, old town trolley. Yeah. They're in a lot of cities. We've done a lot of old town town. Like we love them. So yeah. they're in uh Boston, I can't remember where else we've done that, but we've done it in St. Augustine. And it's like a hop on, hop off thing. So mm-hmm. you have these tour guides. They're usually pretty funny and knowledgeable. Yeah. So they drive you around wherever you're at. You get facts and you can get off at, you know, points of interest and hop back on. So you mm-hmm. don't have to pay a taxi or Uber or whatever. So they'll loop you if you're doing Old Town Trolley. And then there's a Ripley's Believe It or Not in St. Augustine. Fantastic. Of course there is. And they run their own tour trolley. Mm-hmm. They're shaped like trains. I find their drivers to not be quite as quality. 
but they'll loop you around the senator too. So that's how you can you can see Very the senator. Cool. I think we did one of those in DC. That was fun. Yeah. It was in like the middle of summer and it was sweltering. It, it was well, horrible. It is quite literally like President Trump notwithstanding, it is a swamp. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. if you read American history, like they would they would leave during periods because it was just so hot and muggy and nasty and yeah, it, it was miserable. So that is what I remember from my old town trolley DC trip. It was, yeah. you know, seeing like monuments and then just sweating. Yeah. So yeah, fun times. Good stuff. I love it. Uh, so uh, there is no good segue for this, but Will Smith apologized. <laughs> Again? See this? Yeah. Did but he this... not apologize? You know, we were talking, were we talking about this during our, I think. Did we talk about him last time? I think we I did. Don't know. We might have. We might have. It all it all blends together. But no, he's released like a sat down in front of a camera. I long saw form bits of it. Quasi. Yeah. It's kinda of, kinda of one of those non apology apologies and kind of what was the the thing that stood out to me, the thing that made it a tough sell was when he was like, you know, I didn't I didn't slap him because of Jada. Like he was like, It wasn't wasn't her. It wasn't because of her. I'm Anybody who watches the way that went down, who watches him laugh at Chris Rock's joke and then look and at then her sees her face. Right. If she had just chuckled too, <laughs> this wouldn't be a thing. Yep. That's very Even true. if it was fake. Yeah. Even if, if was Jada fake, was yeah. going to hit Chris herself later. Yeah. If she had just. That's all she had to do. Been a good sport. Yeah. And laughed. No. Nope. Not on her watch. Yeah. I feel like though the timing of this video, I feel like people were starting to forget about it. And then it's like, wait, we're not done with this. We're going to keep this going. That's what it looked like to me. I'm like, why, yeah. why now? And why are we still, are we still on this? Like, that was my it take on it when like I saw a, it. I just feel like a man held captive. I'm like, how is this the Fresh Prince? It's a cry for help, maybe. Like, dude's got to, I feel like Jada broke the guy. Hashtag That's save Will like. Smith. Yes. Yeah. And it's where's, where's. DJ Jazzy Jeff and all this. Yeah. Jeff, he's, go he's get, been oddly silent. Go get your boy. This entire go time. Go get him. Get him out. Kidnap him. <laughs> Save get him. him. That would be the story. Get that him would out get of everybody there. back on board with this. But yeah, that's true. And I don't know, like, is he canceled? Are people I haven't heard much about it. Of course, I mean, I'm on Instagram posting my own memes. Yeah. So I don't really pop culture is not something I follow too much. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. So is he I don't know. Was he canceled? I I don't know. <laughs> I feel like people have gotten canceled for way less. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm I'm confused. But yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm even allowed to comment <laughs> on if and why why he would or would not be canceled. And then I'm always of the mindset of like, okay, this is happening. What are we What are we being distracted from? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm low key. Um, I wouldn't call myself a conspiracy theorist, but I think there's some kind of truth to those. Theories. A little bit of a wag the dog situation. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, why are we, why are we looking at this? What are, what are we not supposed to be looking at? You yeah, know? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't take much. Like you don't have to work at it like you used to. Like the movie Wag the Dog was based on, like, hey, let's manufacture a conflict, a military conflict, right, to distract from political scandal. Now it's just, but now our attention spans are so short. You don't. Like you just think about the the speed with which things like enter mainstream media and exit it so fast now that would have been massive for long periods of time. Right. 
I don't want to name them right now because I feel like I've it, like there's been some political drift in the podcast, and part of that is just that it's who I am, and really I'm not looking to. I don't want to be milk toast, right? Like uh, I'm not looking to be you know, like some false middle of the road. I'm pretty open about what I am, but that's just not, I'm not trying to do a political podcast. Either. Like there's good people out there doing that. Go right. listen to them. Right. Um, but so I'm like, I kind of don't want to give examples because it, they all become political, but th- like, this is one, like this mm-hmm. blew up, like a big time movie star slapped another pretty famous dude on live television. Right. And it was water cooler talk for a day or two. Yeah. And it moved on. I mean, I guess maybe it's always been a little bit. It just moves so quick now. Like, it's just urgent crisis to urgent crisis. Yeah. And I feel like we're all just kind of burned out. And you can't pay attention. It's like, how much do you hear about Ukraine now? Not like things stopped popping off over there. Right. Yeah. I I noticed that, too. And something you had put in our little uh, prep notes. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention those. But, yeah, we had prep notes. And you... Your question was, would I try to survive the apocalypse? Yeah, that was <laughs> that too was based on one of your stories. One like of my you memes, were you yes. were dubbing one of the uh, yeah, uh, like it's probably TikTok and not real audio, but because it yeah. all starts at TikTok but I don't, first. I don't have TikTok. I'm just pure Instagram. I'm like, the same. I'm the same way. I refuse. Thing. That is my drug of screw choice. Screw you, China. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. But yeah, and then I legit that actually got me thinking critically about them. Like, are we? What it, what would the apocalypse look like? And then I'm like, I legit don't know if the world genuinely is in a worse state than it was in the past, or if we just have access to see everything that's going on at the same time. So we just are like, we have so much information now. So I think is our access to information. The only thing that's changed in the world was really always this horrible or, uh, but I don't think the know? world's this horrible either. Yeah. We have more access to information than we've ever had, but the the information by and large is curated for us and it's not curated blindly. It's not curated evenly. Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, you're going to get, we can't get all the information. You just can't get all the information. Right. right? So like the, the information held by humanity, like literally what we know, and this is an old stat, so it's probably faster. Uh, so the, maybe a decade more ago was doubling like every 18 months. So certainly it's a shorter period than that. Just the right. volume of knowledge held by humanity. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this stuff going on all over the world. Seven plus billion creeping up on 8 billion people. Right. All these interactions. So there's, there's all this data. There's all this news constantly. And you can't consume all of it. So it kind of has to be curated. Either you're going to curate it. You're going to go out looking for it. Mm-hmm. Or somebody's going to feed it to you. Yes. And it gets fed to most of us. Mm-hmm. Now, it used to be by like newsroom editors, whether that was at a paper or at a television station. Now it's algorithms. Now it's AI. Not even people. It's programmers. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's still people somewhere in the chain. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody post. It was actually the guy that used to be um, Stephen Crowder's producer, Jared. But he's saying, I clicked on one pimple popping video on Instagram, and now they're never going to let me eat again. <laughs> right? But that's 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 real, right? Yeah. Um, and so what's fed to us, it's not like this even balance of the good news and the happy news and the bad news. Right. So we're fed more information than we've ever had, mm-hmm. but the preponderance of it is negative. It's the bad things because that's, that's the draw. Yeah. Uh, right? And so it's like... Are you going to be more drawn to uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock give each other a hug and catch up on old times? Right. Or like, no, Will Smith, Jack, Chris Rock in the face. Right. Here's Click. Yep. Here's a gif of it. So it's just not. So 
you think about like you look at parenting now and it's it's weird because I I I struggle with this as a parent like I think back on my childhood and um you know riding a, like riding around the block on my bike at like 4 years old mm-hmm. maybe 5 my parents didn't know where I was there was no cell phone there was no air tag tracker right it, it and, and it was and then we move here and I get older and I'm all over the apartment complex Right, I'm in other friends' houses. I'm out in the woods. Florida has things that will bite you and kill you. Absolutely, we have lots yep. of poisonous snakes here. Gators. There's gators, like lots of stuff will kill you. Legit poisonous snakes, not crappy ones. No, no rattlesnakes, water moccasins. Water moccasins are aggressive. Yes. Um, coral snakes. I mean, I mean, just it's it's crazy, right? And it's not like my parents were sitting around the whole time I was out, like, no nerves racked, whatever. I don't know how far we lived from my elementary school, but there were some pretty big roads. A lot of times I'd ride the bus, but sometimes like I'd walk or ride bikes with friends. I would never let my kids make that trip right now. So it's like, what's funny is we're, we're more protective and now, and it's reversed so much now. Like if you send your kid to play at the neighborhood park without you, the cops can show up on your doorstep and you're in trouble right. for letting them be out to play. Mm-hmm. When you look at the statistics and we live at the safest time in human history. We feel like there's more crime. We feel like there's more violence. We feel like there's more rape. We feel like there's more death. Yeah. Statistically, no. Mm. We're safer than we ever have been. Interesting. Part of it is, I feel like, is that we don't... I, again, there's, there's kind of these themes lately here in the podcast. I was talking with Allison about this last week, but... Like, we don't know each other anymore. We're not in, we live in communities, but we don't live in communities. Right. We, we reside in communities. Yes. We don't live in communities. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, when I was doing those things, a neighbor that caught me doing something wrong would light my rear end up. Yeah. And when I got home, crazy. my parents wouldn't call the cops. They'd spank me again. <laughs> Right. Like it was, yeah. but it's because you knew your neighbor wasn't a, a creep, right? Like you had shared values and you had, it was, you were living in community, right? right. We don't know each other. We don't, we don't talk. Mm-hmm. So it's like neighbors were, were friends an extension of a community. And now our neighbors are strangers. Right. Do you know your neighbors? Uh, we know the, the neighbors across the street, pretty decent. My kids love their dog, Rusty. Okay. Um, actually tonight as I was putting my son to sleep, now he was repeating this kind of from, from Bluey that we were watching where the younger sister on, on Bluey Bingo was saying goodnight to many things, her stuffed animals, her grandpa, Bob, wherever he was. That's adorable. And so tonight Marcus was like, goodnight, Dada. Goodnight, Marshall. Marshall, his stuffed dog. Goodnight, Rusty, the neighbor's dog, wherever you are. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. amazing. Love that. Yeah. So we kind of know them. We have some grumpy neighbors on one side mm-hmm. um the rest of our neighbors we've met we'll say hi we don't go over they don't come over we don't we don't spend time we're not yeah like involved in their lives we'd like feed a pet watch a dog or cat you know if they asked or something like that but mm-hmm. it's just not so i mean i'm you know yeah it's not something you do now. Pot, pot calling the kettle black but it's like no so it's you're you're in your neighborhood where you would you used to feel safest mm-hmm Um, and so now our neighborhoods are safer even than they were, but we don't know that because we're not involved in them. So it's like, you knew these people around you and they knew you. Yeah. And so there was that feeling of comfort and safety and now it's, you know, 
you back out of the driveway and when you're on your phone, you know, even when you're out about, you go out for a walk. People are. Have you heard of next door? Yes. Do you freaking, have it? I was a super early adopter okay. on next door. I'm like, this is a great idea. So yeah. when we used to live in a little townhouse community. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm so early. Like you could put in, like you could put in neighbor's addresses and they'd send postcards. Like I was in next door early. Oh, wow. Yeah. And next door is like the. It's like the worst possible evil marriage of Twitter and Facebook. It's horrible. It's every Karen from all of them. And it's nothing but like complaining and hate. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I got it for a day and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. It's it's like the worst iteration of social media. It's Mm -hmm. horrible. And then like, I see like hate comments and I'm like, bro, that guy lives next door to you. Like, what are you doing? But it'll be hate over like the most inane things. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's insane. But it cracked me up though. Cause I'm like, it's a social network, right? It's a whatever social media for your neighbors, but you could just go talk to your neighbors yeah. and ask them what's going on. Now I did like the feature where there was like, there was a page in our neighborhood, at least for like somebody was breaking into cars. Yeah. Right. And they had posted that. And then people were posting like their ring, like the footage from their rings, their yeah. neighbor, you know, their whatever uh, surveillance cameras. And I think they ended up catching one of the guys who was doing it. So I'm like, okay, I can, I see the good yeah. here. Um, but other than that, I was just, I was enjoying the, the trolls and I was yeah. enjoying the like, your dog pooped in my yard, blah, blah, blah. Like stuff like yeah. that. And but it is, right? that, it's though, like, the, yeah. like take the, take the work, take the, a, the demographic from Facebook at this point, it's that demo, that's, <laughs> mm-hmm, that's the mm-hmm. demo. And then like, take the worst trolling from it. Here's what it is. It's like, uh, it's like boomer Reddit. That's what it is. Next door is Boomer, Boomer Reddit. Reddit. Am I going to turn this into a reel? I absolutely am. It is. This audio is going to be. I, <laughs> you heard it here on the Southern Seven Podcast first. Next door is Boomer Reddit. Hashtag Boomer Reddit. It's mm-hmm. just a. It's just a bunch of trolling. Now I wonder if there's going to be a whole Reddit thread about Boomer Reddit. You know. Okay, I hope like- there is. <laughs> I would love nothing more than for this to be what puts the Solid Seven podcast on the map. Is next door Boomer Reddit way in? It is. Yeah. Because I can't stand. Josh was always, uh, used to be the the co-host. Josh, Mm -hmm. like, he's a a big Reddit guy. Yeah. And I just can't get into it because anytime I'd be like, with few exceptions, anytime I would follow a subreddit Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of into this thing. I'll follow the subreddit about that thing. Almost without fail, the subreddit about the thing is about hating on the thing. Right. Yeah. Not about, I'm like, if you hate it, why is this how you're spending your time? Yeah. Yeah. I. Yes. So, so many the questions. Exception is the Orange Theory subreddit, where it's mostly people like, <laughs> po- like doing recon and posting the workout for the day, because mm-hmm. otherwise you don't know what you're getting yourself into. That's fair. And there yeah. will be some complaining about, oh, why did they change this about it, whatever. But mostly it's like, hey, this workout was good. This workout was bad. Some encouragement. I've seen some progress. Okay. So the Orange Theory subbreddit, you not, follow the, not Orange the Theory most. Subreddit? I don't follow it. Okay. Um, but I, was I ask will if you go to Orange Theory. I will like, yeah, we, Jay and I both go. Okay. Uh, so I'll go on to like look up what the workout is for the day. Yeah. Because, and this is right in line with our, hey, maybe let's get to know our neighbors topic. <laughs> Anytime it's like, oh, today's a partner workout. I'm like, nope, not today. Not my day. <laughs> hey, so it's helpful. I'm not looking to make new friends. Super helpful. So, so is it the orange theory? Like all the branches have the same workout for the day? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. neat. So it's all the all the programming is like central and okay. then they send it out. But then there's a coach who's who's running the, the workout when you're in there. 
Got it. I just, I've driven by many orange theories and I'm yeah. like, it looks very, uh, it looks weird in there. I don't know. It's the same saltwater taffy thing. I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm not going to uh, yeah. try that. So, here, so here's the thing with the orange. I thought the orange thing was weird. And you used to see like the orange bikes, like when they were kind of getting big, mm-hmm. they would just be like an orange bike, like chained to like a light pole. Yeah. And that was like advertisement. So I don't know. So, uh, things I like about orange theory. Um, and I, so oh, I've talked about it on here before. I, I take some of my issues with some of, uh, you know, the thought processes behind their, their programming and what, what is or isn't exercise? What is what does or doesn't build strength? But let's let's talk about the pros. I'm not an orange, I can come across as an orange theory hater, and I'm absolutely not. Okay. Right. Um, so I would call it, you know, like high intensity interval training. I don't know. It's the closest thing I would say to it. So um, you go to an orange theory, they've got a bunch of rowers, they've okay. got a bunch of treadmills, uh, and they've and they've got a weight floor. When I say a weight floor, there's no barbells or anything like that. It's there's some some dumbbells. Um, there's some TRX straps okay. on the wall. So you have these workout stations. And so you go in and you're going to do some variation of rotating through those things. Okay. Some some days you might go into a workout. You might not do any rowing. That would be rare. You're normally going to get a little bit of, of everything. And there's different formats where it's um, like they call them a, a 2G or a two-group workout where maybe half of the class is on doing a block where they're doing some on the tread and they're going to the rower mm-hmm. and everybody else is on the the weight floor following a, pro- a programmed workout and the coach is following and they're watching your form and they're giving you encouragement and whatever for the whole group. Mm-hmm. And then you'll switch. That's a two G. You might okay. have a three G three G being cleverly wait for it. Three group. Yeah. So you've got a group of people on the treads, a group of people on the rowers, a group of people on the weight floor. At some point you're going to finish a block and you're going to rotate. Got right? it. You might do six blocks where it's like, you're going to start on the tread Mm-hmm. You're going to go all the way around. You're going to go back, like you'll be at each of them twice, or maybe you're there once, mm-hmm. but all the workouts are right around an hour. By the time you warm up, do the workout, you're done stretching 55 minutes okay. or so. So you don't have to think about what you're going to do. It's not Love like you're that. going to the Y, you're not going to crunch planet fitness, whatever. You don't have to think about that. Yeah. Am I, how many sets am I going to do? How many reps am I going to do? What am I going to do? Okay. The programming's there and it's varied. So if you're going regularly, it's working through uh, nice. various things. There's aspects of strength, strength training. There's aspects of, what would be called cardio. I would maybe call it aerobic work because I don't think there is such a thing as cardio. It's a whole other thing. Heart's just a muscle. Your heart just recognizes work. Your heart pumps blood to support the rest of your body. If your skeletal system, if your muscular system's working, your heart's working to support it. Your heart doesn't go, oh, this is cardio work. I'm going to do something different here. (laughs) No, it's your heart's working. I like that you said you weren't going to get into it and then you got into it. I can't help it. It (laughs) pisses me off so much. Um, so, So whatever. So those are strong things. I like the data tracking behind it because I'm a nerd. You, like how I never feel. Here's, here's how I end up journaling. Here's what okay. I end up doing for real. Okay. I love like tracking data over time in a spreadsheet. I love crap like that. I okay. love like metrics from like my scale uploads and mm-hmm. metrics from my watch. And so what's cool is you wear a heart rate tracker the whole time. Nice. It's tied into their system. Okay. So there's screens on the treadmills, screens mm-hmm. on the rowers. There's big screens up on the wall and it's tracking your caloric output the whole time and your heart rate. And so you're working out in heart rate zones, but heart rate zone working workouts. Uh, it's nothing new. It's pretty old, well-established science. So right. Zone one, zone two. So when you get up into zone four and five mm-hmm. for them, zone four is anything uh, yellow, yellow and above. Mm-hmm. If you spend a minute in heart zone three or higher every minute, 
you earn a splat point. That's what their little logo is. That's adorable. You earn a splat point. (laughs) And the goal is, and they they show some signs behind this, like in this workout, if you earn 12 splat points or more, it shows that you're going to have, you know, on average, X percentage of extra caloric burn for X amount of time, like two days, even beyond the class. So the goal in the workout is to get a minimum of 12 splat points. So to spend at least 12 minutes in zone three zone or three. higher. Got so it. they've got their own branding on it, but that what that's what this is. This is heart heart rate zone based workouts, right? Okay. Um, so then zone four is orange. Okay. Orange theory. You can spend got a lot it. of time, not exclusively in zone four. That's okay. where the orange comes into play. That makes sense. And then red being being zone You're about zone to five. Get a heart attack. Yeah. See, I got excited because I thought the splat points were going to be once you get this many splat points, you get like candy. But that would be also counterintuitive. Yeah. And that yeah. see, that would be my motivation. You know, they do competitive things like uh, this is a bit of a sore subject for me. But every October, they do Hell Week around Halloween, and so Hell Week are they're, they're extra intense workouts. But you okay. sign up for Hell Week, mm-hmm. and you got to go to at least five of. It used to be I think seven, but maybe it's eight workouts. So you got to work out five out of seven or eight days and you get like a hell week shirt or something. So it's kind of a collectible or they'll do like a marathon month, which I think they're about to start right now. So you sign up, you're not running a marathon, but the deal is like you can sign up for like a sprint marathon or a half marathon or a full marathon. And over that month of that month of workouts, however many times you go that month, you're saying I'm looking to get 13.1 13.1 miles in on the tread this month or 26.2 miles okay. in on the tread blocks this month and you earn a hat or a shirt or something. So they do stuff like that. They do a transformation challenge every year, post new years, you weigh in, you do the workouts. It's over, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks. You got to work out at least three times a week, like six out of the eight weeks you weigh in at the end, the guy and gal with the highest percentage of weight loss was it pure weight? Yeah, I think it was pure weight. I don't think it's body fat. Okay. At the end. Yeah. You, you win metric. like 500 yeah. bucks and nice. some prizes. So when okay. we first started going several years ago, I won that and it was pure math for me because I love data. Mm-hmm. So I know on average how many calories your body can extract from a pound of fat a day. It's okay. around 31. The Navy did a study. Again, it's an average, so it varies. But okay. you can figure if I've got, if I weigh this much, I've got this percentage of body fat, you can multiply the body fat, the pounds of body fat by 31 and you know how many calories your body can draw from that fat on any given day. Okay. Um, So, and then beyond that, it's pretty easy to figure out pretty much roughly. If you just track, you know what your caloric intake is. That's no big deal. Right. And then you can wear any number of kind of trackers or there's some basic formulas to figure out how many calories am I burning a day and you put in workout. So from there, it just becomes pretty simple math. So you were like the rain man of orange theory. Is that what you were saying? I'll say, I'll say this. I asked them before I signed up, I'm like, <laughs> Hey, what, what was the last? And I think this is pretty standard during transformation challenge. It's probably normally right around there. I'm like, what was the last winner? And it was like 11 or 12% lost. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I know how much body fat I have. I know 3,500 calories is a pound. If you burn 3,500 excess calories, you're going to lose a pound. Um, now, depending on how you structure your nutrition and everything, mm-hmm. that might be fat. That might be, muscle it could be skeletal it could be water yeah right um but so i did the math i'm like yeah if i drop now some people are going to reverse engineer the math here but i'm like (laughs) if i hit 30 pounds over the i think it was eight weeks something like that i'm Mm -hmm. like i'll 
If I don't win, I'll be I'll be top three. Okay. Um, and then some people like they don't game this thing, and I don't understand that. Yeah. So there's like a window during which you can do your initial weigh in. So if that's the case, so there's like two or three days. Yeah. You can weigh in during this period. Okay. So when do you weigh in? Obviously at your heaviest. You weigh in day one. Yeah. Right. You want to give yourself the most time to drop. Yeah. Okay. So I ate like it was my last day on earth. <laughs> And day one, yeah. I went and I did my weigh-in on day okay. one. Nice. Now, I've got two more days to drop weight. Mm-hmm. A, most of that weight, or a, a fair amount of that weight, not most, but a decent chunk of that weight was gone in the next day or two Absolutely. before some of these people had even weighed in. Yeah. Nice. I worked out. I was doing, there's, there are some restrictions on like how many times you can work out, I think, in like a day or something like that. Um, but I was working out five times a week at Orange Theory. They had, so the average session is like 50, 55 minutes, Mm -hmm. but they'll do 90 minute sessions occasionally. And at Mm -hmm. the time there was a 90 minute every Saturday morning. It was the first class of the morning early. Like if you're trying to do this thing and you're not going to the nineties, are you really trying to do this thing? Yeah. So, uh, weight loss really isn't about exercise. No. You lose your weight in the kitchen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, and there's data backing this up, left to your own devices, if you're exercising more, you will consume more calories, even if you think you're not. Right. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. Unless you're very disciplined mm-hmm. and very regimented and about you're it. you're tracking, yes. And then you can gain some ground okay. with exercise. If you're being fastidious enough to not to go, oh, I think that's about this many calories. No, no. I knew. That's how I do it. Yeah. I knew how many calories. Okay. So doing the extra exercise, having the extra caloric burn was a benefit. So I knew that I was already, if I didn't do any of the exercise, if I didn't do any of the workouts, I was already in a caloric deficit. I would have lost weight whether I went to Orange Theory those eight weeks or not. Mm -hmm. So when I didn't miss any of the weeks, you only have to do like six out of eight. I did all of them. Okay. I worked out five times, pretty, I think every week. And I always did the nineties. Nice. Before, now you couldn't work out more than once a day at Orange Theory. Okay. But you could do whatever you wanted to on your own. Right. Um, I can't remember if we still had a Y membership. For some reason, I had access to the Y. Okay. Well, the Y has a sauna. <laughs> so, okay, if you're, and when you weigh in, mm-hmm. and there's a window, when you want to weigh in, day one, as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also a window for the weigh in at the end. Okay. So when do you want to weigh in? The last day. Last day possible. Yeah. So on that last day before going, and you can't, you can't work, you can't weigh in after. After the workout. An orange theory workout. Okay. So I went and spent the morning at the Y. Nice. Cycling back and forth between, had no breakfast. Okay. I cycled back and forth between the sauna Mm -hmm. and a stationary bike. Okay. Took a shower. I dried off. Yep. I went and weighed in. I dropped 30 pounds. Nice. I won $500. Very cool. It's just math. It's just math and a lot and of hard work. some willpower. And a little bit. And just, some, and some time. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So okay. all that to say. Congrats. All that to say. They do little things like that all throughout the year to kind of make it fun, kind of add some competition. They'll do the partner workouts. They do. They have themed workouts where it's like a named workout and it's, there's like orange Everest, different stuff where they're kind of fun. One thing I like that adds to the data is you have all that heart rate data stuff. So you can see like, oh, my resting heart rate is getting lower from doing this. So you can see like, you know, I can spend more time, you know, going like five miles an hour on the treadmill 
Mm-hmm. I can do that now. That used to put me way up into zone five. Now I can do that and stay in zone three. So you can, you know, because you have the numbers, it's easier to see the progress. Yeah. And then they also do benchmarks all throughout the year. Okay. So benchmarks are like, there's a 200 meter row, a 500 meter row and a 2000 meter row. And they do these a few times throughout the year and you track how long that takes you. So you can see, okay, I cut two seconds off of my 500 meter row time. You can see that progress mm-hmm. or you do like a mile benchmark on the, uh, on the treadmill. Okay. Or you do like a 12 minute timed run. Wow. So it's just how far can you get in the 12 minutes? And they're like, you said they're displaying it the whole time. Yeah. So is it like your name and like your stats? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, and it'll show like your name's in a little square. So it's showing like your what your heart rate is how many splats you have and what heart rate zone you're in at the time wow but then that's also like that's on your tread and mm-hmm. then that's on your rower so you don't have to be like craning your neck the whole time yeah, yeah and then yeah. if you have an apple watch they have a tracker that disconnects to it so like even when you're on the floor like you can see your stats and stuff on your watch nice yeah see i'd be that person who's looking and i'm like i'm doing better than that person i'm doing better than that person <laughs> what a loser like i'd be that i do it all the time person. i do it all the time but that's motivation yeah. right i'm like orange theory sounds yeah. like a blast yeah yeah it's a it's a good time it's a good the coaches kind of make it yeah. they pick the playlist there's music the whole time uh not all coaches are created equally our local studio's got great coaches in it so that makes it a lot of fun it's it's significantly more money than if like you're going to pay for planet fitness or you're going to play for oh, crunch or absolutely. zoo absolutely yeah but um, it's a different product. Mm-hmm. Like there is, it's not, if you've ever priced like personal training, oh, yeah. it's much cheaper than that. And you're still getting some of that portion of that where the coaches know you, they know what you're capable of a good coach. If you're slacking on the floor, if you're like, I'm going to do this movement with the thirties and they mm-hmm. know you can do it with the 35s or the forties, a good mm-hmm. coach will bring them over yeah. to you and they'll correct your form. So you get that, that flavor of personal training without having to pay personal trainer prices. Nice. You do have the workouts programmed for you. So that work is being done for you. And it's like, Oh yeah. Can you get a membership at planet fitness for 10 bucks a month, or 20 bucks a month or whatever? Sure. How often are you going? I currently have a planet fitness membership and I can't tell you the last time that I went. So, right. and how hard did you work the last time? you went like how effective was the work that you did when you were there? Who even knows? Right. So it's like a, the cost alone is an additional motivator. You feel, you feel way worse about wasting what you're paying orange theory than what you're paying planet fitness. Mm -hmm. And you're getting more for that money. It's fair enough. So it's good. So that's now I'm sold. That's the orange theory story. I'm not, not planet fitness orange theory. So yes. So now, now you need a orange theory affiliation. Don't let you work out for free and go. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the solid seven. I'll go over there and be like, Hey, Kale sent me. I mean, do then- that for sure. But I think they, <laughs> I think they'll just let anybody come and, and do, uh, you know, some other people that work out at Orange Theory. I'm sure I do. Yeah. I'm sure I know probably a lot of people, yeah. but I recently switched churches actually. So I don't go to the, that one church that we all went to. Oh, anymore. Well, I don't know so. if I can still have you on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I got to go. I'm, well, this what, is my what last. Kind of, what kind of church is it? It's non-denominational. It's good. Oh, that's very non-committal. It is exactly. Right. It's yeah. very millennial of me. I know. Yeah, no, I know. we hate accountability. Come to our church, yay! Yeah, one hundred percent. That's that was their slogan, actually. Uh-huh. No, it's really good. But anyway, so yeah, it's it's interesting to see because like I still keep in touch with like a few key people yeah. from the old like my old. Okay, group, but, but also, like, and this is not. Some people could read shade into this if they wanted to, and none is implied. Okay, but boy, was this the wrong time to move away? I know. I mean, boy, was it the wrong time. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I, and I, yeah, and I see, I still follow, you know, everyone on Instagram. So yeah. I see late changes. And I'm like, yeah, these are good changes. It's very cool. I yeah. did get a phone call from the old church. I, okay. I've been there since I was three yes, years you old. Have. Yeah. Been there. You know, I joke that I'm like, I'm part of the and, wallpaper. And we talk like, about this. Like you just make a decision. Like it's joining a country club. It, <laughs> it, at least, uh, you know, like we have very similar, you know, beliefs yes. and understandings of Christianity. So we would, you and I, I think would both believe you're called to a church. Like you're not just picking it. You're not just scoping out the programs. It's not that you like the music, not you like the facility, you like the program. You're like, shopping. no, I feel led. This is where I feel like God wants me. He wants my family, whatever. Yeah. So not to downplay the idea of call, but obviously you've made a mistake. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Seeing all the changes, I'm like, uh, man. And they had like a whole staff retreat. I'm like, man, I was, I was on staff there once yeah. upon a time. Yeah. But I'm happy, happy for the old community, happy for all, all my peeps over there. But yeah, I made the, the change. It was definitely a calling. It was one of those yeah. things, but yeah, so it's interesting, but I will say the solid seven podcast, just all your guests, not all of them, but a yeah. good handful of your guests keep me gra- like connected to that old community. So yeah. it's super, it's cool. I like yeah. that. It's a, it's a good crowd. Yeah. Except for Alvarado. <laughs> yeah. Except for him. <laughs> I saw him this week. It's about it time for him to, to cafe circle back that around. I went to. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I go, so I go to this cafe. It's over on east side of Orlando by like Stony Brook. It's run by another church yeah. out there. Great cafe. It's fantastic. It's huge. It's basically a workspace, but yeah. it's free. Um, and I saw him there. I think I went to yeah. a baby shower there once. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Kind of out near Avalon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big, spacious, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, Duo 58. You yeah. guys go there. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, if you're in Central Florida, go go hit him up. It's a, it's a really stop. But a lot of pastors like to go and work at coffee shops. Yeah. Alvarado was the latest. It's a real thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's the cool thing to do now. Yeah. So anyway, I ran into him, said hi. It was cool. Yeah. He's, he's a good kid. It's about, yeah, it's about time for him to cycle back Mm -hmm. around with the podcast here. It's been, I'll let him know a minute. Next time I see him. Are you, uh, are you still in touch with anybody in, uh, in China? The old stomping grounds? I am. Yeah. 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 How I mean, uh, China there. They're a little worked up over there right now. <laughs> Just all a because bit. some cheer mom decided to have a layover in uh, in Taiwan. Yeah, that's it. And now they're big mad. Yeah. I I still don't I I do understand I don't understand where they're coming from, but I, I get why they're so upset. Um if you ask anybody from the mainland um about Taiwan, they'll be like, No, no, that's China. Same with Mongolia. They'll but tell you. Don't, but like because they have to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But no, because but they genuinely, like, like, with conviction, they're like, no, no, that's China. Like, they're like, why are you differentiating? They'll they'll be very confused. <laughs> or at least they'll act very right. confused. Which makes sense. Like, yeah. they don't get exposed to anything else. Like, um, like you try and talk to them about, like, get their take on Tiananmen Square. They're like, the low, like, the location. Yeah. Like, it's not an incident to right. them. It's not a historical moment. Yeah. It's, it's a spot. It's a thing. Yeah. They, like it's it's memory hold over there. Like it might as well be Men in Black. Like it's it just did not happen. Right. And I don't know if we covered this in my last episode, but the maps of China are purposefully all different. Like if you like if you Google the map of China, if you Google like just the location, it's gonna look different from a map that you get over there or even like on their local search engine, Baidu. Like they purposefully do that, and you can't zoom into a place. You can't like see like. If I don't know if Google Maps will allow you to, I think they will to an extent, but um, it's all distorted. Like every map of China is just not accurate. I mean, no map is one hundred percent accurate. But if you look like the maps of China, like anyone that you see is going to be markedly different from each other, and that is on purpose as well. 
So yeah. Gosh, it's such a crazy existence. It is. I really don't want to get into World War Three over <laughs> Taiwan. I also don't want like you just don't you don't let bullies run rampant on the playground though. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. So I don't know what the middle ground there is, but with China, I don't think there is a middle ground is the problem. <laughs> so, yeah, that's happening. That's been interesting to see, to just watch that play out. It was an interesting decision to go over there. Uh, I'll say this, and obviously I'm no stand for Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. And I want you to be impressed about how hip I am and that I appropriately used the word stand just now. Uh, no, I, I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, on like... She's been tough on China. Like she has called out China throughout her career. Yeah. Rock solid on that. I don't think she should be Speaker of the House. I don't think she should even be uh, a representative in Congress. But on that, she's been good. She called it. She's called them out standing in Tiananmen Square. Yeah. That takes a real set. Yeah. (laughs) As Benjamin Franklin, who I'm a fan of, would say, a real set of stones. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah. Her stopping over in Taiwan. Now, I don't know from a, I'm torn on it from a diplomatic standpoint, if it was the smartest play with where things are at right now. Yeah. There's the part of me that was like, no, China doesn't dictate to us where any American goes at any time, let alone the Speaker of the House. Right. But that doesn't, like, there's can and should, right? But that said, like there was, there was talk of, I think it was all through unofficial mouthpieces, but the unofficial mouthpieces for the CCP are official mouthpieces of like shooting her plane down. Yeah. And to be like, well, I'm going, I got to kind of respect that. Like, oh, you do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. I got to kind of respect that a little. There, there you go. Yeah. Lefty listeners. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. I was, no, same exact, everything you just said. Yeah. That is, I'm pretty sure word for word. I was like, you know, Nancy, not my favorite. I agree with you. I'm like, she shouldn't, she has no place being in the position that she's being in yeah. right now. But the fact that they were like, yeah, if you go X, Y, Z will happen. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to go anyway. I, yeah, I was like, okay. She got some points in my book. What I thought was a little <laughs> funny was that they were like, Oh, there's going to be serious repercussions. And the serious repercussions are some... we're basically like a silverback gorilla beating its chest, right? Like it's a, oh, we're going to, do, do, we're going to go do military exercises around the island. Right. And they've dropped some missiles uh, like irresponsibly close to Japan, which I'm like, do you guys really want to tick Japan <laughs> off? Is that what you guys are trying to do? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so I'm like, oh, well, if this is it, I'm like, we kind of call, call their bluff and that's a bad deal. The problem is if Z feels like we've just called his bluff, he's just going to act up more because he won't want to be embarrassed on the world stage. Right. And so now I think I saw like today, like they've called off all these open lines of communication. Their military can't communicate with ours mm. um, just in all these different areas. And that gets real problematic. Like when things are getting dicey. You want there to be some back channels. You want there to be some ways for the people with their with their hands on some buttons, right? To be able to go, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not you know, like to calm things down. Yeah. When you start to shut that down, that gets real. It's tricky. 
it is tricky. And yeah, it was very ill-timed. I will yeah. say that. Um, for, yeah, from my very limited political knowledge, I was like, why, why now? Why are you just like, you know what I feel like doing? I feel like going to Taiwan. Like, okay. All right. I'm sure there was, you know, a valid reason that she gave, but yeah. Okay. You're going to do that. Great. Here's my, here's the problem though. I don't know that Nancy was the right play. I don't know that she was the right person to do this. I don't know if this was the right way to do this. Um, I do, I do know that I, I want your take having lived in the culture, right? Cause you're going to have a better read on it than I have from the outside. Right. So here's my take from the outside though, is that it's, it's a culturally, they, they very much recognize and value strength. Yes. I think whether or not they thought it was derived from craziness or not, I believe the CCP genuinely perceived President Trump as strong. And I don't think you have to be a political scientist to look at the way they've behaved since President Biden was elected to see that they think he is weak. And the problem is if you let them run amok, like there's a point where pushing back, like the scales tip and you can't push back or pushing back is much more dangerous. Right. I think it's better that China perceives us as strong again, sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I don't know that, that Nancy was the right vehicle for that. Right. Um, like, Hey, maybe instead go home and deal with your husband's DUIs (laughs) and the insider training trading, like maybe do that. But at some point they got to understand, like, you're not, you're not running the table. Right. I hate so much. Like it's been the same conversation with Russia, Russia. Mm-hmm. I hate that nukes are in the mix because it's a totally different dynamic without them. Right. Yeah. No, it really, it really is. And then going back to the China thing. Yeah. I think it's, it's exactly what you said. Would they have even said something like that? If Donald Trump were like, Hey, I'm going to go visit Taiwan. Like, would they even been like, no, you're not. No, Yeah. probably not. Um, uh, yeah. I think you're right on all fronts. At least, I don't know. I agree with you. I mean, I get that it's a different scenario. I just try and put myself in their shoes. But even then, it's tough for me to do because I'm, you know, like I hate the way we've eroded states' rights uh, to where, you know, I I don't know. There's there's thoughts I have that I'm going to keep to myself (laughs) on that. But I'm like, if if Texas was like, if they voted, like if they had like a, a le- like a legitimate on the up and up public referendum. Mm-hmm. We're, we're out. Yeah. We are leaving the union. We're going back to being the Republic of Texas. Mm-hmm. Hope we can be friends. Yeah. yeah. How do we react? What do we do? What happens when Mexico goes, we recognize the public of Texas Yeah. as a free and independent and autonomous nation. That's true. And well, we're going to send, we're going to set up embassies. We're going to send our delegates. I mean, the last time that happened. Well, Mexico <laughs> might be slow to recognize the Republic of Texas. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, <laughs> that one's ours. You know what I'm saying? But like if these other major world powers, mm-hmm. maybe Mexico is not the best example. It's like <laughs> we recognize the Republic of Texas. We right. recognize the democratically elected president of the Republic of Texas. We're going to send diplomats. We're going to open embassies. Yeah. What? I'm just thinking last time states decided to just, you know. Hey, we're sovereign. We're seat. Is it secession still? It's like, secession. Yeah. yeah. It would be seceding. Like, yeah. Here, here's my thing with that is the problem with like the, the, the whole idea of secession is married to the idea of support for 
slavery. I guess. Right. Yeah. Because well, all we really see, like the, the only context for that for Americans is, that the civil, time. is the civil war. Right. Right. Um, and to suggest that there were any issues at play in the civil war other than slavery canceled. Yeah. Straight to jail. <laughs> straight Believe to jail. it or not, straight to jail. <laughs> right. You can't even say slavery was bad and that was a, a factor, D factor, major factor. Yeah, but no. also there were these mm-hmm. these state rights issues. It's kind of where I was going, right? There was yeah. kind of a bait. We there there were we didn't throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. Slavery needed to be dealt with. Um, and and it a shame it came to that. But like America paid a greater price to end slavery than any country in the world. Nobody paid for it in blood like we did to right. end it. Mm-hmm. And that needed to be done. Yeah. On board. But man, did states' rights get destroyed yep. in the process. Yeah. Um and there's nothing compulsory in any of our founding documents or in our constitution that say that a state that has joined the union must remain in the union. I am not certain that president Lincoln or the federal government had the constitutional authority to force states to remain in the union. Yeah, that's very true. I know that's a strange statement to listen. I got engaged on the step. I'm from (laughs) Illinois. I got engaged on the steps of the Lincoln Monument. Okay. okay? I'm not a Lincoln hater. Yeah. I don't wish the South had won. I don't own any rebel flags. There's no stars (laughs) and bars here. That's, that's not, that's not what I'm saying, but it's like not there. There's always these, these tertiary effects, right? There's always these ripple effects. There's always these unintended, unintended consequences. Yeah. And, um, you know, slavery needed to be dealt with and, and we should have, and that's good. And again, wish we could have figured it out before then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, some good went with the, the bad Yep. Uh, and that autonomy and that, because when I say states rights, it's not just, you know, we look at it now, obviously like abortions, the big states, states, right. right that's issue. kind of the big issue right now. Real interesting vote in Kansas, which is a red state mm-hmm. uh, and had the opportunity to change the laws around abortion and kept it available. Right. Like this, this week that surprised a lot of people. Um, but Kansas should be able to make that decision for Kansas and not for us in Florida. Right. Right. Um, and, and that's that's what it's supposed to be, right? The states are supposed to be really kind of vying for who's the freest, who's who's the best, right? It's supposed to be this experiment in yes. freedom and in liberty. Mm-hmm. And let's see who can who can perfect it, who can get freedom and liberty the best. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, that's the American experiment. And so, like for the states, and the states were again were a country founded by people who were overthrowing a tyrant, Mm -hmm. who were overthrowing central government, who were overthrowing monarchy, um, who were overthrowing aristocracy. Being a, and again, we talked about some last week, been on a real run of uh, American history here lately, but it's important because we're living it out right now and we've, we've lost lessons along the way and we're really paying a price for it. And when I lament the loss of states' rights, it's because... This, the idea of states' rights was a check on the federal government. It was making sure that our federal government didn't get too big again, right. that central government didn't control our lives, that central government couldn't trample our rights. And if the states had the amount of power they were supposed to, they were a check on that. When 
at the time of our founding up until with the passing of the 17th Amendment, senators were not voted on by the people. Mm-hmm. They were selected by state legislatures. Okay. So this is a very Republican, small r, Republican concept because we are a republic. Right. So these they're, they're still attached to the people in that they're being selected by the people's representatives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But A, they were, they were selected by the state legislatures, so they were beholden to the state. So they were looking out for states' rights. They were protective of state states' rights. But they were also an extra step removed from the people. That meant that they could be a little dispassionate. Mm-hmm. They could take a little more time to make decisions rather than being at the whim of mob rule and of emotion. Yeah. Uh, you know, like... Um, Jefferson didn't like the idea of a sen- of the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, the structure of the Senate, and the the way that Washington um, broke it down for him was like when you drink your tea, like do you pour it in a saucer first? Do you pour it in a cup first? Jefferson says, of course. And Washington says, why do you do that? Jefferson says, to allow it to cool before I drink it. You don't drink it straight from the pot. And that was the same idea of the Senate as they could allow things to cool down. They could be level-headed mm-hmm. and not be like, oh, if you don't answer to the to the emotion of the moment right now, yeah. you're out of office. They were a little bit, they have the longer terms. They were a little bit farther removed from the people. Uh-huh. And the 17th Amendment changed that to where they were directly elected by the people and basically turned the Senate into a slightly fancier house of representatives. Yeah. yeah. And so it just yeah. further eroded state states rights states just a right. little bit more yeah. a little bit more initially under our founding the supreme court didn't have oversights over our state court systems oh okay so but i would imagine that people could still appeal to the supreme it court depended. Like there were, they did. there were like six types of cases six or 11 i can't remember and i think it was well, wow i think it was six enumerated powers for the executive branch 20 to the legislative branch. And I think there were 11 types of cases that would fall under federal jurisdiction okay. initially under the constitution. But no, there, there was a point where if you were dealing with an issue within your state, no, you couldn't yeah. appeal all the way up to. Okay. Um, so it dealt more with um, things between states, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Right. Or between like states and maybe an outside entity, okay. a, a foreign country. Something yeah. Like that. I'm getting so much mm-hmm. history now and then your little like 76 shirt like why don't you teach history Kim? yeah i mean um a i just can't put <laughs> up with college long enough for the degree it's fair enough and uh no i love it there was a while so uh i knocked out a lot of college in high school mm-hmm. um and i went right out of high school and i couldn't stand it i was working full-time at the time i was making a real paycheck mm-hmm. and i was going to, to school with a, a full with no debt with a, a full-time uh class schedule and it just felt like such manufactured stress. Like I'm stressing over this paper for this teacher right now. Like I just couldn't find the value proposition in it. Okay. I didn't have any goal of like doing anything that required it. Yeah. Which made it that much more for me. I'm like, why am I going to keep yeah. giving you my, and there, like there's things about it that just drive me crazy where I'm like, at, at that point, presumably I'm an adult. And I'm paying you to be here. Mm-hmm. Any college course with an attendance requirement seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. Here's what you're going to do. Grade my work. Yep. Grade my work. 
it's either sufficient or it's not, regardless of how much time I've spent in a room with you. That's just fair, grade yeah. my work. Mm-hmm. I get there's things where like there needs to be labs and demonstrations. Okay. Got to be present to win for that. Yeah. I'll do the work you assign. I'll write the papers. I'll take the exams. You grade them. Yeah. If they're good enough, pass me. Mm-hmm. If they're not, fail me. Yeah. But the, were you here? Nah, that ain't for me. I'm paying you. Pay, what do you care? <laughs> Cash my check. I'm paying you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you care? Stuff like that. So I just, you were just like, nope, can't do it. This is not, not for me. Can, well, and even then, so this is of course late nineties. Uh, it, it was just like academia just wasn't for, for me, it wasn't higher education. Even then it's even more so now it's too accessible. Yeah. It's high school 2.0. There's not enough value in most bachelor's degrees. Again, painting with a broad brush. Some they do. I just, even for me then at a young age, it was just a bad financial proposition. Yeah. I didn't want to go into STEM. I didn't want to go into computers. I didn't want to go into science. There was just no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And so I'm like, I'm just, you know, like a professor, like a professor, somebody I'm paying. Like if you, you'd get good ones, same as at any level of education, you get good ones that are engaging mm-hmm. and they want you to think and they're Socratic and it's like, I'm growing. Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're the ones that don't want you to regurgitate. Yes. They want you to actually, they don't think. want you to be a mirror, mm-hmm. right? They want you to participate, to yeah. learn, right? I'm looking for dead poet society here, right? This is what, and you get those and it's a revelation mm-hmm. and they're incredible. Yeah. And those are people that are there for something more than a paycheck and more than an ego stroke. Those are educators. Those are teachers. I work with some of those people. They're fantastic. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I, all, you know, all of my teachers are that way, of course, now where I work, <laughs> Every one of all them. of you, all of you, all of you. <laughs> um, so those are the ones where it's a calling. Yeah. Right. And you can, you, man, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, 100% you can tell the difference. Um, I went to, again, because for me, like college, it's, it's this fiscal equation. So I'm like, Florida offers, I think a lot of states do, like a bright future scholarship. So I had that money, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, gen ed classes are gen ed classes. I'm not going to spend more money to be at UCF, UF, FSU, and state mm-hmm. than at a community college for gen ed. It makes no sense. Yeah, I did that. Um, it's just, you know, Valencia, it's a better place to start. For those of you outside of Central Florida, that was their tagline for a while. And it's it's a fun joke. Is it not anymore? Um, no. Well, A, so. they're... They're not, they're it was Valencia college, Community College, yeah. but it's, they're not a university, but they're. Uh, no, they're not a community college anymore. Yeah. They're just a college. Yeah. Um, and evidently it's not a better place to start. It's just know. no um, average place But to start. it was just, uh, you know, it's, there might be some of those in community college, you know, but the show Community, like the humor <laughs> was in that it wasn't it way, was it wasn't way accurate. off base. It wasn't yeah. way off. And so I'm just like, man, I'm paying you. I'm paying you for this. Like, I'm not going to pay you to talk down to me. Yeah. I'm not going to pay you to get me to regurgitate Mm -hmm. what you want to hear back to you. Yeah. One of the things where I was like, I'm really done with this. Uh, Right. And I did, I did just fine in all the college courses I took in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually funny because when I was in high school taking these dual enrollment classes, high school still graded on the old grade scale. So A was 94 and up. I don't remember the rest of it because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah, 90, yeah. 94 and up was A. There's mm-hmm. none of this 90 to 100 crap. Yeah. But college graded on the 10 point grade okay. scale. 90 and up was an A. Okay. There are, I can't remember exactly which ones. I have to pull them. There are courses for which I have an A on my college transcript and a B on my high school transcript. 
Nice. Because they were somewhere in that like 92, like, 94 range. Yeah, just between. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I did I did just fine. I'm not unintelligent. It's not. I'm not afraid of hard work. Right. Uh, I write well. I write. I care too much about what I write. So papers, I care very much about the written word. Mm-hmm. I'm very choosy with words. So just to crank out garbage stresses me out. Yes. So papers are a real problem for me because I want to write like I'm writing a novel, not to get a grade. Yeah. Like I want my writing to convey, like it's me. Yes. It's me. It's a right? piece of who you are. Yeah. It can't sound bad. It can't look, it, it just, it just can't. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I think kind of one of the things that really turned me off is uh, that, that first semester at the community college, uh, one of the courses I took, I took like biology for non-science majors, comp two, and uh, I can't remember what else, but one of them was public speaking. Okay. You had to take speech. Yeah. I can public speak. I can orate. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm effective. I'm an effective communicator. I just always have been. Okay. Might sound egotistical. It's just, it's just as accurate. It's just one of those things. Uh, You're somebody who's experienced me both in this setting, a private setting and seen me on a stage in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people, Mm -hmm. I do just fine. Right. Um, so is the speech for actuation. Now I'm a young man. I'm very involved in church at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm at this public college. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you got to do an actuation speech, what action are you trying to convince them to take? You didn't. I gave them a freak short sermon. (laughs) I, uh, my actuation speech was expect, uh, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. Three points. I freaking killed it. It was fantastic. (laughs) Now a legitimate knock. Did I cite different books of the Bible as separate sources for my speech? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But this professor had the gall <laughs> to give me a C on that speech. He's an atheist. And when I, if I could convey to you some of the absolute hot garbage I had to <laughs> sit through in there that got better grades than me, I'm like, you didn't like my content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fulfilled the exci- assignment and possibly exceeded it. You didn't like, you graded my content. That wasn't the task. Right. That's what I'm like. Did you have a rubric? Did he give you like a rubric? Like I'm ga- grading you on this scale well, and this listen, is the thing. Listen, and- kid, it's been a minute. All right. I don't, <laughs> the details are a little fuzzy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but as a, you know, I fulfilled the assignment. You did. Didn't, didn't like my content. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, oh, but I'm not going to get any of my money back. You're not doing what I'm paying you for, but I'm not going to get any of my money back. Mm -hmm. So deuces. Now, there was a while back ago. Obviously, I have a passion for, in particular, like U.S. revolutionary history. And I've I've been told by exactly one person in my life uh, that they were glad I wasn't a teacher, that I would be very bad at it. (laughs) Uh, But anyone else who has ever commented on my ability to, like, their take on would I make a good teacher or a bad teacher? Mm-hmm, I hear mm-hmm. pretty frequently, you would be a great teacher. Why don't you do that? Yeah. Because I have taught in various informal settings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, maybe I care enough about this. Cause I think I would, I do think I'd be good at that. Mm-hmm. I do think I'd crank out great little Americans. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I care enough about this to put up with college courses. Yeah. So I re-enrolled. Okay. At another community college to finish knocking out the gen ed courses. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so when I say, now people will be like, when I tell the story about the first time, people are like, oh, so you dropped out. No, it's very much an office space type story. Yeah. You dropped out. No, I just quit going. Yeah. I just, <laughs> just there I was just nothing stopped. formal. You just didn't um, go. So I think there were courses that I finished, but it's like, and I think I might have, uh, like, I think I might have a grade on the transcript for speech. Actually, well, it was beyond ad drop. So there's grades on transcripts for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would need to, I was only like, I don't know, halfway through the semester for like comp two. So I go back and I took, I can't remember what, I took an easy elective. Mm-hmm. I'm like a grown working adult. So this was like first aid, most fluff course I've ever had in my life at yeah. any grade level. Uh, I got an A though. Uh, and I took comp two again. Was it a college A or a high school A? Oh, it was, it was a college A. Okay. okay. Um, I think it would have been either. Yeah. Uh, but I had, I had re-enroll. I'm taking comp two again. Okay. And so one, it was annoying because you had to like go, I was doing it remote. You had to go on campus to do a writing test at oh, first. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. This you had to go dumb. in like the little so room. I'm, so I'm already annoyed. Yeah. I'm already annoyed. Yeah. Like what? You need to see it in my handwriting. Like you're going to, you're going to get a feel for my tone and intonation <laughs> from this, whatever. Sure. She liked what she saw. Like that was, that was fine. Okay, cool. And then there was, there was this one point where I'm like, I'm writing a paper about, I don't even freaking know what. Probably mm-hmm. some short story. Yeah. Now, it's my own. Like, I'm a procrastinator. I think most people are. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the people that work ahead are exceptions. Um, exception being a nice way to say freaks. <laughs> and uh, so, like, I'm trying to knock this paper. And it's, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I, ha- I, have, to, I have to work tomorrow. I have a mortgage. <laughs> I pay car payments. Like, I'm a grown man. Yeah. And I'm stressed. Over this paper Over right a now. college paper. That does not matter. Right. In any way, shape, or form. Okay. I'm learning nothing from this paper that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. It was the, just for the grade. The professors gains nothing for it. And again, I'm just like, this, several years of this, I don't want to teach American history. <laughs> I don't want to be paid. I could sit here and teach American history. Yeah. Okay. True. Okay. And I'm not giving a, a professor or a college anything. Yeah. That's okay. very true. So it just, okay. it's just the driving factor. So that's why you are not a teacher. Well, so that's why I'm you not a teacher. A now, uh, depending on like where you're at and like who you're accredited through private mm-hmm. schools, you can teach without a degree. They can allow you to do that. Yeah. Um, where I'm at now is not one. It's not one of those. That, yeah. That does. And that's a, okay. Like, Mm-hmm. We're a very, 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 very good school. Yeah. Not super hoity-toity. We're not super high dollar. We're not like the private school from from the movies with Ivy growing up the walls. Just very effective educators. Mm-hmm. And there is a legitimate uh, religious component. And it's, you know, it's not like, it's not facade. It's not just slapped on. It's It, it really is baked in. Uh, and so I'm, I'm fine with that and what our accreditation requires. It also bails me out of things like, we do a special thing middle of the year where it's like interest-based classes, just kind of a little J-term type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And because we're accredited though, even those, you have to have like a, a licensed and degree teacher. So it'd be yeah. like, hey, you want to teach a J-term? Oh man, I'd really love to. Can't. Yeah. Oh it, man. It is fun Yeah. watching academics for the first time. Like the first time they've asked me, like, where did you graduate from? It's <laughs> grand. I'm like. Didn't. Yeah. You you don't, you don't have it. No. 
Yeah. Because, you know, and again, I, you know, maybe this is self-service right now. This, uh, you know, it's probably a very private statement. I'm just like, you never would have known. And doesn't that tell you something? Yeah. Unless you asked. Like it never would have crossed your mind mm -hmm. that I didn't have one, if not several de degrees. Yeah. And that's not like, that's not touting, tooting my own horn about like my level of intelligence because you can be intelligent and unwise. And I would much rather, rather be wise than, mm -hmm. in, than intelligent. But it's just, I don't know why, like why I grasp onto this idea so early in life. There's just, you know, we talked about so much about the time we live in and how different it is. There's no gatekeepers to the knowledge or information. It's, it's the, it's the Gutenberg Bible. It's the printing press all over again. I don't have to give you money to teach me the thing. Right. I can go learn the thing. Yes. There's exceptions and those things still make sense. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to remove a spleen, I really need an expert to teach me how to do that. Probably. That one I'm not going to learn from YouTube. Just probably not. Yeah. Though maybe. Though you like could. in a pinch. Yeah. If, going back to if we're in the apocalypse and somebody's spleen needs to come out, you might want to watch a video. Good I don't old know, YouTube. I don't know if the internet's still up, but you might want to watch a video and give it a go. Yeah. Um, but there's just no gatekeeper. I, I read, I watch things. I, I have conversations with intelligent people and I'm, I'm blessed with decent information retention. And so that stuff sticks. And so that's why, and not everybody's that way too. If you really want the knowledge and you're not the type of person that is going to be self-motivated and you're going to read and you're going to retain it and you do better mm -hmm. with somebody teaching it to you, no judgment or hate on that. I wouldn't take on debt to do it. Right. I wouldn't take on debt to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Go work, save. When you got enough for a class, go do another one. Okay, Dave Ramsey. He's right, though. Yeah. It is. Everybody acts like it's not doable anymore. It is. No, it is. It just takes a You're while. You're maybe not yeah. going to go to a private out-of-state college and do it. Yeah. But yeah. you can You can do it. The girl who cuts my hair, she has been paying her way through college like that. And it's taken her a little bit longer. I have so much respect for her. Yes. She's like, I am not going into debt for this. Mm -mm. And like every time I'm like, Hey, are you, are you done with school? She's like, no, I have like this much more classes and like, you know, she'll drop a class or whatever. And it just, it takes her that much longer, but I'm like, girl, you're doing it debt free. Yeah. Like all the respect to you. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you just, it, it's just so funny. Everybody talks now about the people who have student loan debt, like they're victims and I just can't get there. No. Yeah. I'm one of those people. That's the only debt I have. I will say that is the only debt that I have. But it, it shouldn't debt. be a surprise to you. Right. Yeah. No, you were an adult. Like unless you somebody pinned you down and decision. made you sign with a gun to your head. Yeah. It stinks. I hate that you have it. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you. Right. No, it was my choice. And then it was my choice to go back and get a second degree and go into debt for that one too. Yeah. So like, I get it. I'm paying for my sins. The moral of the story here, really the point of this entire episode of the podcast is for the love of God, please buy some roasted nuts, people. Yes. Buy some roasted nuts. So I can get out of debt. Buy some fantasy novels. <laughs> Let's make this happen yeah. here. Yeah. And now I don't have the, uh, the option to, to teach anymore Yeah. because last month, uh, my teaching license expired. So, uh, yeah, I was actually considering for a minute applying to your school. Um, that was one of my options, but now I can't do that anymore. You do well. Yeah. There are schools. I can't speak to our policies, not because of any confidentiality. I just, stuff like this, I don't know. But yeah. there are schools, and I don't know if we do this, we might wear, particularly private schools. Mm -hmm. As long as you have the degree and stuff, a lot of times, yeah, it's like you can start teaching 
with a time frame of the attention to obtain the license, which yeah, isn't like that's, that's a state license. It's not like you're going back to school for right, it. You'd right. Yeah. Pay and the almost, state some money because of reasons and take a test and you're fine. To me, it's almost worth it though, because if I were to renew, I would have had to take X amount of like trainings and courses. And because I'm not working for school, all of that would have been out of my own pocket. Yeah. Which I am getting actually paid a lot better as a content manager than as a teacher. Yeah. So I could, but I was, I didn't see the point. I'm like, I'm a business owner now. I have, I sell roasted almonds. I don't need a degree. You know, I don't need a teaching license for that. Yeah. So yeah. Hypothetically, if somebody's a, a small, very, very small business owner mm-hmm. and they need their content managed. Yeah. Like what's, so what's that cost? What's I that mean, look like? We could talk. <laughs> Like say, say somebody has, I don't know, we'll say like a radio program, Mm. but they hate social media. Yeah. But it's the only way to blow up. Mm -hmm. That's a pure hypothetical. Purely hypothetical. Um, I, I don't, I would have to sit down and, and talk through what that would look like. Every week I drop an episode and I'm like, I'm going to go on. I found anchor has this tool. Yeah. Maybe you've seen me post some of these. I can go into the audio once it's published. And I can identify a segment that's 30 seconds to a minute long and it will generate a little transcript video for me. Yeah. I have seen those. And actually. for somebody like me. Yes. That's um, great. Where uh, it's again, I've said this on the podcast many times, it's becoming its own joke where I'm like, I'm pretty funny in everyday life. And it really doesn't come through on the podcast a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know if like podcast. just, it doesn't get like the quippiness doesn't get teed up uh, enough or whatever, but like the real TikTok and real humor mm-hmm. is a is a genre. It's a genre of comedy and humor. I don't have where people are like, oh, if I take that audio, but I'm applying it to this situation, that's a laugh. Yeah, I get, I get it, I get the joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just there's never a point where I'm like, I hear the audio and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna apply that audio to this, and that will be funny. My the, the my brain can't can't do the math right. So like reels, not for me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll do these transcription videos, mm-hmm. and that'll be good. Okay. But like the time to scrub back through the podcast, yeah, a time, two or three, and identify the right 30 seconds to a minute, uh-huh. there's a reason. I'm like, now, once I figure that out, I'm like, I'm going to put out one of these a week because I'll, I will see significantly more traffic on a reel. Yeah. Than a post or a story. Oh yeah. No, no. They're pushing reels now. Now people are like, you know, that's the thing on Instagram yes. now is like, you know, go back to photos. We don't want to, we don't want another TikTok. Yes. Right. So I get that. Um, but yeah. And um, also nobody's ever going to be able to explain to me why stories and reels both need to exist. Um, drives me crazy. But, stories only exist for a day and then they disappear. Know, that was, that like, was Instagram's both, answer to Snapchat. Both mediums don't need to be a thing. That's all I'm saying. I don't need reels and just, I'm okay with stories. Uh-huh. I can do a story. Yeah. But then you can post a reel to a story and be like, hey, I posted this reel in case you didn't see it. Now you're but seeing I don't my story. I have to post it three times. Right now it's like, I have okay, to I'm going to take my post and I'm going to turn my post into a story and I'm going to, oh my God. Yeah. That's stress. literally what I do all day. Uh, I'm, that's, I'm, that's my full-time job. If that's all I was doing, <laughs> I would maybe be okay yeah. with it. And what I'm saying is listeners, for the love of God, please become a Patreon yeah. supporter. Do what so I did. that I have time to make reels yeah, for you 100%. as though this content is not enough. I will also provide you with more regular reels. My secret to that is I, I have a team and that's literally what they do. Like we have a podcast producer and he goes through and he picks segments. He actually picks five. I go through the five and I choose two of those that we're going to use 
for the rest of our content. And then our video editor takes those and yeah. makes a thing out of them. So obviously I kind of host and produce and I'm, and I'm doing promotion and then yeah. I'm lucky enough to have an incredible audio, an incredibly accomplished and professional audio engineer in, in art pit box. Mm-hmm. So I always tell, I like the part of the deal with art was I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll give you mentions on the podcast. And I always forget. So he's always in the show notes, but art's amazing. And if you're like, man, for such a tiny and, and semi crappy podcast, it sounds really good. Well, that's, well, that's art. Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> what's funny is having an audio engineer who will be like four weeks after an episode has dropped and be like, dude, I finally got through that episode with Brian Littlefield. It was really good. <laughs> like, all right, you had that audio before anybody on the planet, but me. Yep. And, uh, no, it's just that uh, in fairness, the format is not art's forte. It's not okay. down for, he's like. Why is it so long? Yeah. Like it was interesting. I don't know. It was we were a conversation. Ta- we were talking about things. That's why. Yep. Because that's how long it took to yep. talk about the things we wanted to talk about. So yeah, all that said, if you don't want to become a Patreon supporter, if you just want to, if you want to intern with the Solid Seven Podcast, listen, I've got, I've got one, I've got one solid. I can't pay you. There's a, like, there's some money. Nobody's getting rich here. Um, but I do have one solid seven podcast mug. I'm looking at it right now of my own. No, that one's the one that they sent us that was broken and we think it's funny. So it's still here. Oh, it's broken. This one arrived. Oh, it's chipped. Yeah. It came to us broken. And we just thought that was really kind of the most solid seven thing ever. I love that. And so I need to change my mug artwork because I don't use quite the same tagline anymore. So I need to change it up a little bit. Okay. But you do Um, have one mug that's not chipped. Yes. Okay. That is mine. Yes. That I I drink from. Oh, man. Uh, And if somebody wants to intern for the podcast, I will provide you. (laughs) And and just all you got to do is pick out good social media clips for me. I will provide you with a autographed if you want. If you're like, no, I'd rather not have Sharpie on something I'm going to drink out of. (laughs) I will provide you with a one-time offer (laughs) of, uh, I would even ship it with a can of Jacko Go. Wow. That's quite an offer. That's not bad. I think that's pretty good. If you like the social medias anyways. Yeah. As the old people there. say. No, it, it tried. But that's the, that's the thing. It's like for in today's climate, I do believe in the content. I think it's as good as many podcasts that are big. Mm-hmm. People just don't know it's here. Right. And shy of like one thing really somehow getting out there and blowing up. Yeah. Like. Next door being Reddit for boomers. <laughs> it could um, be your thing. It could like be a thing. Social media is it. So it's like, you got to be there. Yeah. But that's why, I mean, that's why they call it a, a side hustle. It's not a side stroll. No. Nope. You know? No. Nope. Maybe a side sprint. Yeah. Would be. No, it's a marathon. It's a, it's a hustle. Yeah. Hustle's good. So I'm like, oh, I got to be on there. But yeah. I have stepped up my, uh, my episode artwork. Yeah. More, I've noticed that legit. too. Yeah, and I will say... I was about to say hashtag, gonna need a new picture from your kid, but... Uh, that's a great hashtag. Yeah. That's the one you should yeah. use. That's what the kids do. They do the hashtag with the fingers. It doesn't come through in the audio, <laughs> but I was I was throwing up the hashtag for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag. I don't think yeah. the kids do that anymore, to be honest, but... No, the only reason I still do it, because the only time uh, SNL is ever funny at this point <laughs> is when um, Justin Timberlake is on. Yeah. Oh, and he and, does... The, oh, yeah. no, but that... You know what? That wasn't... SNL though. I think that was him with Fallon. I think that, that was him and Jimmy it, Fallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing he was the, doing the like hashtag. Yeah. That bit's still funny. I don't care who who you are <laughs> or what your age is. I do remember that though. Those two together yeah. are magic. I agree with you there. Yeah. Funny yeah. Um, did you see the most recent Justin Timberlake uh dancing video where he was dancing on a concert? It was all over TikTok, all over the reels and stuff. 
he was dancing on a stage, but he just, he was dressed like an average dad. Yeah. And he didn't look that bad, but he just got roasted. Yeah, I saw there's some comments like time to hang it up, to which I reply, how dare you? That's (laughs) Justin Timberlake. Yeah, these kids don't know. These kids just don't. Yeah, I I was like, dude, the disrespect. I couldn't have cared less about NSYNC. Once again, not a knock. I wasn't the target market. Yeah. All right. I wasn't pulling pinups out of Teen Bop magazine. Okay. I'm um, not saying I was, but I'm but, not saying I wasn't. But as a solo artist, he's a genius. Yeah. He is hilarious. Yep. He can act. He can dance. He can sing. Uh and I will have none of this sass out of <laughs> what? What is? Is this Jen? Uh, I'm I'm X. I'm the tail end of X. Like I teeter right on. I was born at the end of '80, so I teeter right on X, X and, and millennial. And millennial. Okay. So is it the is Z the current? I think Gen Z is the yeah. current thing. You keep Justin Timberlake's name out your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and see, I've tied it all <laughs> the way back, back around. That was fantastic. I cleaned it up a little. Good job, Will. Sorry, but. uh yeah, dude, man, the dude's talented. Yeah. I remember one time watching a video of him on the social medias. I like to say it the old person way. Please like can, interwebs, just, the social medias, the, the Facebook. Do you say the Google? <laughs> no. You need to say the no. Google. Well, see, you need to learn this now that you're a libertarian. We say the duck, duck, go. Oh. We don't use Google. That makes sense. We libertarians. I have um, to change my name. Yeah. That means I can't use Chrome anymore. Yeah, you got to switch your default to... Yeah, you got to go. To what? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Use, Firefox? Uh, actually, actually, DuckDuckGo has their own browser now, but that might only uh, be mobile. Okay. I don't know. But anyways. Interesting. Yeah, you can go Firefox. You can okay. go Safari. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can do I Safari. Safari is way better than phone. it used to be. Well, I don't have an Apple. I'm, I'm still PC. But I, I'm watching this little clip of Justin Timberlake on his way to some award show. I don't know mm-hmm. which one. It doesn't matter. And on the radio in the car pumping is his new hit song. I can't remember which one it was. Um, it doesn't really matter. Okay. And then, like, in the back is Jessica Beale, his wife. Right. Riding in this luxury vehicle with him to this award show where he's probably going to win something. Mm-hmm. So you're married to Jessica Beale. She's in the back seat. She's singing along to your hit song on the radio with you. You're on your way to an award show. Now, listen. <laughs> listen. Like... There's all kinds of ways to be wealthy in life. But man, what a moment that must be. That was a reel you saw? That was, no. Okay. This was pre-reel. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So this yeah. was this was a minute ago. Yeah, it was it was a bit ago. But I'm like, yeah, Justin, you're He knows how to do it. You're doing okay. Yeah. His song with Chris Stapleton. Have I heard that song? You have. Know. You Maybe. have. Um I don't think I'm play it right now or not you let's think see copyrighted. um i think i can play like a tiny amount okay i think okay. i i think i can and i have no idea what the volume is, is it gonna, i'm sorry art i'm sorry if i'm screwing things up here <laughs> right now you know chris stapleton do you know chris stapleton i have heard of chris stapleton so chris is like um <laughs> could i find more ways to say genre in this episode please but continue. His genre i don't know that you would call it like um southern rock Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I've heard, I think I've heard some of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, but like, I love him anyways, but him with Timberlake, it's so good. 
and the video is really cool. I don't know who still watches videos or how they see them. Like, MV, I guess they just see them on YouTube, like YouTube yeah. and Vimeo and whatever, because mm-hmm. there's no like I'm going to go on TV and watch this. So I, I get that MTV man. Um, throwback. Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, that, doesn't that date when you're like, I remember when they played <laughs> music. They actually, on played MTV. M- music videos. Yeah. Okay, I'm not finding the one I wanted, but there's a song that has Ed Sheeran and Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars on it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not just not JT. This. But the video for this, okay, yeah, say something. Here, we'll see what we get. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that song. Maybe. Of course, it's playing. <laughs> You're hearing it through the mics. It's a real professional podcast that 100%. I run here. Um, well, we're just going to stop this because that's going to sound horrible. Well, but the video for it's really cool because it's okay. in like this warehouse, but it's like one continuous shot through it. It's it's really awesome. But, I have to watch it. Yeah, I would have never pegged you as a JT fan, I'm, honestly. I'm a, even it's funny. Even some of the stuff I've hated, I came around on. Yeah. Like when Suit and Tie came out, I'm like, this song's stupid. You're like, Suit and now and I'm tie? like, this song is up. I do now. I had to come around on it. Now you're like, this song slaps. Yeah, it and does. And I don't know if the kids it's say a, that anymore. No, they, it's a bop. It, it's, no, it's, that's older than slaps. No way. Yeah, I feel like it's a bop was before slaps. You know what's funny is I like bop wasn't in my lexicon until like, I don't know, sometime during the damn pandemic. <laughs> that wasn't a cuss word. That was a slip up. I'm not even going <laughs> to no, edit it out it just Freudian so people know slip. I'm real. Keep it. Um, it was during the, I don't even want to be on the church board anymore. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to start cussing on my podcast. Um, but uh, no, it was during the pandemic and I started listening to the podcast from uh, Zach Braff and... Um, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry, dude. The guy that plays Turk on Scrubs, but they started doing a Scrubs We Watch podcast. Okay. And they would call things a bop. I'm like, I like that. I'll start saying bop. Uh huh. But they're both like my age or older. Yeah. So it like didn't make me hip. It's yeah. just <laughs> so you're probably right. It it slaps. No one's saying that anymore either. Yeah. So I'm no. old. No, yeah, suit and tie's good. I, I saw man, I saw somebody make a great comment the other day, right? It might even have been your social media. But just like how annoying it is now, like you, when you reach that point where you have to keep looking, like, why do I need to know what cap means now? Why do I have to look up another, <laughs> like, why can't we just say lie? Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who is my age, but I guess, I don't know how he's up with all the lingo and he literally, he DM'd me today something and it was like in code. Yes. And I, I said, huh, what are you talking about? And he had to translate it for me and I felt so old, but he was my same age. So I don't, I don't know. Here's one that I'm calling out. Yeah. As just pure cover unintentional. It wasn't cool. People bet. I've heard you've said, you've said bet. You said bet on the last podcast. Did I? Yes, yes. I did. There have been times before bet got big. I'm not saying I created. <laughs> all right. The bet movement. I don't know. You could have. There were times when I would try to send the simple text reply to someone of okay, actually spelling it out, not O letter K, mm-hmm. O-K-A-Y. Right. The placement of the letters, and depending how adept you are, uh-huh, typing uh-huh. typing on the little screen, it would sometimes come through as bet. Like, it, whatever was going huh. wrong there, it would autocorrect a bet. I think enough people typed okay, and it came through as bet, that people just went with it. So autocorrect essentially coined that term. Yeah. Misspelling, autocorrect stepping in. Huh. Bet. Bet. I like I it. I think that's I how that like happened. I feel like people don't say that anymore and either. I dare people to, like, how are you going to prove me wrong? I think that's how it happened. Okay. 
I mean, bet. Because why else <laughs> would you use the word bet to mean okay or cool? I legit didn't know what it meant for the longest time. Why so would, would you? Because I'm old. The first person know. I heard saying bet for that usage outside of like Las Vegas <laughs> um, was a uh, former podcast guest and future, mm-hmm. probably Michael Williams. Okay. Which would make sense. Yeah. One of the like cooler, up, hipper people that I know. He also works with the younger generations. Yeah. So he should be up on the lingo. But the know. cap thing, that dry, I mean, I'm just such an old man now. I'm like, no, I'm not saying, I'm cap. not saying that. Cap. I'm saying cap. Ugh. Like, I feel like it's, give it a couple years. You're going to start. You're gonna I might do it, it ironically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've ne- this is the first time I've ever used it. Much like I'll say genre, <laughs> I might do it. I might say it to mock it. But I if, love it. Listen, if, if listen, if you if anybody ever hears me saying it seriously, if somebody's telling me something on the podcast outrageous, and I'm like, no cap, is that <laughs> even? Will, are you even I allowed to use it that way? Call you? Oh, and absolutely. Like, Kale, seriously, cancel your. If I do it, cancel your Patreon support, people. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't you can't much like china claiming taiwan as its own you cannot let that crap fly you cannot let that cap fly there's some dad yeah, there you for go you. there you go oh Love my it. gosh okay you, yeah, you said I, it i don't know what other words there are i'm not supposed to know like i'm i'm 41 i'm not supposed to know but yeah i those. i literally have to be careful i'm like should i urban dictionary this should i should i Ooh, go you never know urban... what you're gonna get there yeah and so I have to, I've had to Google things. Yeah. Yes. Like, what does this mean? But also like, if you're going to try and, and incorporate it, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta know it. Yeah. So you can get yourself in trouble. Yeah. You can get the, yourself in trouble. That's very true. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, so. and you know, I post pretty frequently. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just look this up really quick. Make sure I'm not, I'm not posting something not cool. Yeah. I don't want to kick off my imaginary church board. Well, especially so. with like uh, reels and stuff. Like if you're using some audio, you better know there was one song that was hot there for a while that I'm pretty sure the lyrics were like Russian and it was a really oh, dirty song and yeah. everybody was using it for everything. And then Russian people, like people who speak Russian are popping up or like, you don't want to use this. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah, like, no, but it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another. So on that subject I've seen, and I've tried to do this before. But some people will try to use reels and then use it one of those popular songs in the background. But you can do this thing on reels where you can lower that volume all the way. So that background, the song is still technically playing and it gets boosted, right? And oh. people will still see it, but they won't hear it. So I started doing that because, you know, my goal is to get my boss's account blown up a lot. So I've been doing that. And then someone's like, no, don't do that. Because if a song gets basically canceled or whatever, if they, they, they'll erase your whole audio for that whole video, including whatever you're saying. So not a good idea tip from a social media. Like just manager. like if they lose, like they don't have the rights to it. Right. Anymore. Cause you yeah. know, so, songs will be like, Oh, like here's, you know, it's yeah. fine. And then all of a sudden the licensing will be gone. Yeah. So apparently they'll just scrub whatever you said, like the whole video is just on mute. So also, there's so many things. Here's part of why like things like this aren't meant for me. Right. Have you ever heard of Jesse Kelly? I was talking about Jesse some last week. He's like a political commentator. He's pretty inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, he's a former Marine, which you're never supposed to say Marine. Like there's no such thing. Marines will tell you there's no such thing as a former Marine. Right. Once a Marine, okay. Always a Marine. So he is a Marine. Um, so Jesse's a, a Marine. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I sent this to somebody earlier. So I gotta, I gotta look it up because this sentiment so applies to my life. Um, Oh, did I not send it to him? Let me find somebody I sent it to because that'll be the easiest way to get to him. Um, 
this is just this talk is making me think of this. Here's what, here's what I'm getting at. Like when things are like, when I see a reel and it's like, speed this audio up or slow this audio oh, I down. I hate those. I hate those. I'm, I'm never going to do it. No, I'm never going to do it. I did it once and it would, it was so nonsensical to me. It didn't have any effect on anything. And I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just swiping. I'm not, you're not, I don't know what you're going for here, but you're not getting it from, from me. That stuff drives me nuts. And then the, also like, uh, I bet you this, you can't use this audio now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I bet you're right. I, yeah. That stuff. Kale, are you on TikTok? No. And I never okay. will be. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. But I, I have to for my work, for my job. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't have a personal account. I'm just on my boss's account. I have stated on here many times. Yeah. That if being on TikTok is what it takes to make the Solid 7 podcast successful. Mm-hmm. The size of a podcast will fail. <laughs> it will it will die in obscurity. Yeah. And I am a okay with you that. You did say earlier something about sticking it to China by not getting TikTok. So yeah. That is that. one of the major one I, I don't know. I just don't like the medium. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same reason I, I really don't like reels. Yeah. Um, a I'm not entirely certain it's gonna have the kind of longevity that some of the other socials have. Mm-hmm. Um, for proof, you don't have to look any farther than Vine, yeah. which was massive. Yeah, Vine got huge until, and then it wasn't. Um, Who bought like Instagram bought Vine? Did they not? Was did, that what happened? They? I don't. I know. don't even remember. And then they disappeared. Yeah, R.I.P. Vine. Oh, so, so I can't find this, but Jesse sent him something on the lines of like, if you send me a video or an article, and you're like, you're not going to believe this. He's like, understand straight to the trash. I'm never going to read it. I'm never going to watch it. Either summarize it for me or don't waste my time. Yeah. That's how I feel about some of these reels. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is what they're really slow this audio down. Nope. No, don't make me work for it. Yeah. Like you're already giving me content. I'm not. Yeah. But it must work. People are doing it. That's something I had to learn, actually. As a social media manager, I had to learn to not lie, but come up with these really catchy headlines and like, I still get crap from my boss. He's like, that wasn't catchy enough. I'm like, well, there's nothing interesting here. Like, what do you want me to do? He's like, write this and this and this. And I'm like, that's not what the video is yeah. about. It's just like things that people will watch. Yeah. So um, I hate that. I'm too honest for that. So. See, that plays out for me with like podcast episode titles. Yeah. Right. Because I've always got to kind of blurb the content. The like the, I mm-hmm. don't do real show notes. Yeah. Because just listen. Right. But I always want that. Like, here's the guest. And then I always pick out normally three, if not four things from the episode. But I try and be, yeah, a you little, gotta be a I try spicy. and be a little coy with them. Right. Because to me, that's the hook. One yes. thing I do bad at because attention spans are so tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. TikTok and Instagram <laughs> and everybody else is like, you're really like the rule. You're supposed to have something real catchy, hooky, like really early on on the podcast or they're going to be gone. Right. Those aren't my people anyways, though. Nope. I'm just not worried about it. Yeah. I do my little intro. I goof off. We talk some Jocko Go. We go where the conversation goes. If you're mm-hmm. gone, I, this wasn't for you. Right. Right. Now, I will say, tip, what you could do is take a clip like the um, Boomer Reddit yeah. clip. Just play it at the beginning. I know. But and then, then I gotta, get into I the whole thing. So next week, I'm excited about this. Listeners, you get to learn about this that are sticking around. So next week's guest is a guy... Uh, oh man, I hope I don't botch Fran's last name, but Fran 
it's I, I want to say Ratchiopi, but he okay. hosts the Jedberg podcast. So I met him through Go Ruck stuff. Nice. Love his podcast. Fran's awesome. Really excited to have him on. And so I really want to talk about Fran and what he does in the podcast. But I also want to talk some podcast shop with him. Don't know how much next week's episode is going to uh, interest everyone. Unless but you're just like, wanting to start a podcast. It's it's such a different like it's such a different take. It's such a different format. If Fran has had some big guests. Well, you know, give everything away now, tune in. But I do, like, I'm interested in, like, his process. But he does a great job of that, of breaking down at the very beginning. There'll be a clip, mm-hmm. what the episode is. He does a great job of putting out clips on social media and giving those little, I don't even know that crap. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't think the podcast is the only thing Fran does. But he, I think he does kind of have a team around him or does have more of his professional time mm-hmm. uh, for the podcast. So it's just, I'm super impressed always with the like the level of the quality of his content and the like just the quantity that he puts out at that quality uh, is really cool. So it's like, imagine if I did this, but well, that's basically uh, what Fran is doing. Yeah. And like the whole thing would be gone. Yeah. It's a problem. (laughs) But no. So yeah, I had several podcasts do that real kind of be like, I was listening to Jordan Harbinger, uh, an episode of his today. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those where it's up front. There was the clip of audio from it. And it's that here's that little hook. Yeah. I don't know. It's, there's something about, I, I've always been, I've talked about on here, I've been adamant since day one that the pod, the audio quality of the podcast is good. It has to sound like it's done professionally on good equipment by professionals. Yes. But kind of like a dichotomy with that is if a podcast sounds too produced, I lose interest. So that, that like whole like NPR format where it's back and forth between kind of host talking and it goes right into interview piece or audio and they've got their little music bumpers. So it just, it can't be a 10 is what you're saying. Even, you know, like, uh, I'm not throwing shade office ladies. I love them. I love them. I was listening today. Um, but like when a podcast is like, Oh, let's take, let's take a break right now. I'm like, what break? You're in a recording (laughs) studio. Like take the break, but we don't have to hear about it. Like you do know you can take the break and there can be no gap. Right. Through the, through the through magic, the magic of, of editing. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. I'm like, you're not. But isn't it usually a commercial break? Like, hey, let's take a break. And they'll normally run a commercial. From our sponsors. Well, and that's, that's, that's the other the thing. Point. Like even yeah. on my one. So, you know, I've, I'm, you know, uh, a, a Go Ruck affiliate and, uh, you know, Jocko an, an Origin and Jocko Fuel. Mm-hmm. They say ambassador, not affiliate. I'm a Tuttle Twins affiliate. All those links are on the website, solid7podcast.com. Um, but uh, so, but my only like real ad. So like I run those up front because mm-hmm, that's part mm-hmm. of how, how I get support. But those aren't, they're not advertisers. They're, they're affiliates, right? Right. Um, and uh, so, and you know, uh, Hit and Skins, I, I love the team over there. That's kind of a real ad. There was, you know, it's more in kind, right? right. I'm not doing like per mill type stuff. Mm-hmm. But my one like legit per mill ad is from Anchor. Like that that pays out based on the number of plays. Yeah. So when you're doing legit, when we when they say per, ma- per mill, at least as I understand, it, it's probably the same way in radio, but they're, they're paying you a certain, you run the ad and they're paying you a certain amount per thousand per mill okay. plays. Um, right. And so you, your per mill rate will be higher on mid episode ads. Uh-oh. They'll pay you more per mill. Huh? I don't care. I hate ads in the middle of podcasts Yeah, because I do. I'm so true to that. Like, I love the idea of this format being 
friends at lunch, friends around a campfire, whatever draws Roger. I'm not trying to recreate the wheel. Obviously, I'm kind of doing what Rogan does without the same draw, but those are the pot, long format conversational podcasts are what I enjoy. And when I'm sitting down and having a long conversation with my friends, there's no ads. Yeah. Have you seen, that reminds me of um, that one movie, oh, Truman Show. Yes. When she's just like, oh, you're upset. Have this cocoa drink. <laughs> so perfect and then she like yes. shows it to the camera or like oh yeah. you should go cut the grass with this lawnmower like yeah. that kind of thing and that that is exactly like what no, i picture no, i do an ad a little bit in that like it is podcast tradition cracking right. the jacko goes and it's normally a little kitschy and there's normally a little ad around it but it flows we it really do drink yeah. the jacko goes yeah and like we really do enjoy them like i really do believe in the process so like it's an ad read without being an ad read because I think it's awesome. And most people are drinking coffee or an energy drink or something. Yeah. So you might as well drink one that's good for you. So I just love promoting them. I love what they're about, I, you know, um, whatever. So I kind of, I kind of do that, but I do that in real life too. Like if I'm around somebody I know having a real conversation and I'm drinking a Jocko go and they ask me about it, they get that same freaking spiel and they still get my promo code. Yeah. 100%. I'm still like, and life. when you buy it, SOLID seven, 10% off. You're welcome. There you go. Don't worry, don't worry about how much I get. Look worry about it. how much you get. Look at how well that flowed. See? Perfect. Yeah. Didn't even didn't even try. So that's just, I, I, I can't break away from like, I just want to make a podcast that I would like. That's, that's my metric. Yeah. And so, you know, I listen uh, to sometimes this content of like, here's how to make your, grow your podcast this fast and whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just advice that would make me not like my podcast. Yeah. And I, I'd rather, I, like, I would not rather have a bigger audience with a podcast that I don't like. I'm not interested in that. Fair enough. Yeah. You got to be true to yourself. Yeah. And be I don't think, I don't think I could get a bigger podcast doing yeah, like, something I, mean, I didn't like. Your audience would change. Yeah. Yeah. So stick with what you're doing. Yeah. So we'll see. It's still fun. It is. So as I'm long not, as it's fun. I'm not rich. That's what matters. So I have been uh, kicking around, um, like adding a little, a, a lot of people do it as like a buy me a coffee. Okay. Um, I've, I've thought about, which is just another fundraising platform where okay. it's like more one off than like Patreon and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe doing like a buy me a Jocko Go. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you go on, you buy me a Jocko Go. I bought I mean, my own Jocko Go yeah, today. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So, but I'm like, maybe somebody goes on, they quote unquote, buy me a Jacko go. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, next episode after that, I'm like, Hey, thanks. John Doe. I think that's a great idea. For this week's Jocko go. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll maybe see. your Russian friends will buy you Jocko goes. I think they your would prefer vodka from what I know. Well, maybe if you mix yeah. the drink and they'll be like on one condition, you it, need to mix. This yeah. Vodka. That creates a whole other set of issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, financial issues for me. Yeah, uh, that's so, true. That's true. Yeah, no, that's a, that one's a no go. But okay. so we'll see. I'm I'm kicking around. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that idea. That's very cool. That's a very. I feel like it's a very solid seventh thing. I'm I'm worrying sometimes that the uh, here's some inside baseball for you, listeners. As we two weeks in a row approach the three hour mark, is it has it, it goes been quick, three hours? Right? Yeah, no way. Yes. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so. <laughs> Drive home safe. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I can't, I can't go salsa dancing uh, now. But uh, I do, like, I, I sometimes I go back and forth on, like, the value proposition of Patreon. It's a tough thing, right? Because a lot of my math on it was, like, $5 tier, tier $10 tier. I'm like, if you're, like, 
depending on like what sells you on Patreon, and if it's the bonus content, sorry, Patreon supporters, I know I continue to slack. I'm actually sitting on bonus content from Chris Arroyo from a couple episodes ago. No. Yes. Yes. From Chris Arroyo a couple episodes ago. Yeah. That I just haven't had time to go in and clean up a little bit and drop. Um, so, uh, Patreon supporters, uh, I love you mostly for your money, but also for your patience. <laughs> but, uh, but mostly the money. Um, but, uh, I'm just like 10 bucks a month in my head on one hand, I'm like, well, you'll pay 12 bucks or 14 bucks to go watch a movie for two hours. And if you're listening to the thoughts of a podcast, you're going to get anywhere from like eight to evidently maybe 12 hours there you a go. month out of it. Yeah. And then probably some bonus content at some point. So I'm like, that's a good value proposition. And then I'm like, Oh wait, Disney plus is like eight 99 a month. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like daily wire, I, I think is like less than or right around 10 bucks a month. So I'm on this like so much more content. Yeah. So it's just a tough thing, but they're, you know, they're dealing in bigger volumes too. So I'd rather not do it at all. I'd rather, it'd be awesome to, just have some ads or whatever, or Spotify, just send me one of those sweet, sweet podcast deals and we'll, there you go. We'll be done with it. But I know uh, you, you filled out a form. Did they ever get back to you? Or are you going to be, Oh they, yeah. They don't tell you they if don't you're tell featured. You. That, yeah. And like, I've got time to go Flame. like watch their featured pages. Yeah. I have found some new things recently. There's one that's called some like services like chartable. And there was something else. That kind of tells you your stats about your podcast from all over, trying to tr- figure out the metrics a little bit more. Okay. And I'm uh, ranked as like a, now I was down two positions this week, mm-hmm. but I am in the top 200 okay. of news and politics podcasts in Finland. No way. <laughs> I kid you not. That is a legit stat. I like that. That's and I a stat. feel like I should have a plaque or something. <laughs> like, you know how when you hit like 100,000 subscribers, YouTube sends you, you like, get like the little where's trophy. my freaking Finland plaque? Yeah. Maybe they're so, trying to figure out where you are so they can send it to be. you. Yeah, yeah, they that, have it. I feel it's like coming. that and some like some smoked fish or something it's would be the- very Finnish <laughs> of them. Yeah, it's on the me. way. I just went down two more spots. I, it's, I, smoked fish is delicious, guys. Not, not a dig. <laughs> Um, so that's a really interesting stat to have though. Yeah. Uh, and that didn't come from where did that? Well, listen, if it had given me any other stat of note, I would have shared that instead, <laughs> but so that's great. Hello, that's, Finnish that's the only place where I'm in the uh, top 200 of any category. So, well, we're moving but, on up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's close on this. Do you feel, uh, having been at the epicenter of, uh, COVID, mm-hmm. you feel left out that you're not at the episode of Monkeypox. Well, I said episode, but I meant episode, epicenter. That's, epicenter. That's what happens when you're. I feel like in your lifetime, you get to choose. Like there's, there's one. If I had to choose, I would have chosen coronavirus. Yeah. If I had to be at the epicenter of some pandemic, I feel like of the two of them, COVID was probably, I don't know. It's given me more, more notoriety. I will yeah. say I have been on several podcasts. Speaking about this topic, but yours is the only one who I've been back to. See, yeah, see. So, yeah, you're the and only that one went who's down before you became a supporter. You did not buy your way back onto the show. That's very true. Yeah, yeah I it was it was after the fact. Just to like, be very clear. Mm-hmm. Now, if people would like to try to buy their way onto the show, I am open to offers. <laughs> what What would they have to do? Uh, you know, I'll I'll entertain. I'll, I'm a reasonable man. I'll, I'll enter. I'll entertain 
all create offers. create some reels for you to use. Yeah, sadly, it's not true. It probably should be. There probably should be a prize point at which I'm willing to host anyone. <laughs> and there is, you know, I did feel challenged by Jordan Peterson's little like if you were sitting across from somebody and you don't find them interesting, like you are the problem. Like there's something interesting about every everyone. everyone. Like he's talking about it from when he had his clinical practice and stuff like that. And I think there's probably some truth to that. that but makes me I feel would feel really bad for every online date I've been on that I'm like, <laughs> this guy is boring. <laughs> uh, I would not uh I wouldn't I I would not put somebody I don't think would be entertaining on the other side of the mic. Oh. For an amount of money. I wouldn't do it. Okay. It's accurate. Fair enough. So five dollars. I say that somebody rolls up like... with like <laughs> Everybody's got a price. I don't know. I don't think I'd I don't think I'd do it for somebody that sucked. That's true. I'd like to I'd like to believe I, I would not. But if someone was willing to pay X amount of money to be on your show, they have to be interesting. I mean they yeah. that would just be a given that they are interesting. Yeah, that so. might be its own thing. Yeah. I, as we talk, I have a listener like messaging me on Instagram my my take on uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about ayahuasca. I love this crowd of people. <laughs> I love. You have a great audience. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, but the, I did, I wanted to hit on the monkeypox thing because it's so funny to me. I don't understand. That they're pretending like this is an equal risk for everyone. <laughs> like the gaslighting is just driving me nuts. I want to know, like, are people legitimately buying it though? Like, are people legit like, yes, this is a danger. Mask up everyone again. Here's what's insulting. COVID. Can't go outside. Yeah. Can't go to work. Mm-hmm. Can't be around other people. Right. Don't go to church. Don't have friends over. Don't have family over. Don't don't celebrate a birthday. Don't attend a funeral. Don't be at your family members' bedside as they're dying. From COVID or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Must be masked. No burden is too great to end this great plight on humanity. Whatever's asked of you, you must do. Uh, emergency youth author- authorization. For new medical technology, don't question it. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Then go do it again. Uh, then go do it again. Then go do it again. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm only up to four boosters, which right. is not out of the realm of, you know, whatever mm-hmm. right now. Um, but no inconvenience to to your life, no, no personal loss or hardship is too much. This is from, I don't often cite something specifically. It's from a... Uh, Oh, let me see what news agency was this here real quick. Let me make sure. It's not loading, but I, I copied the quote. It's, it's Wall Street Journal, I'm pretty sure. Um, And now, now my, my computer's not working at all. Oh, I really want to read these stats. What is happening? Okay, bottom line. Overwhelming number of people who have popped up positive with smallpox are men. Smallpox, monkeypox. Monkeypox. Uh-huh. Yeah, same diff. Uh, they really are related, but uh, monkeypox not as bad as mm-hmm. the smallpox, as I understand it. Um, it's men who have had sex with other men. Right. In man, I wish I could read these stats. I wish I hadn't clicked off that page. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this is from the article. Among 291 men surveyed, uh, listeners, if you're a, if you're still with us, but if your kids are with us, yeah, this maybe isn't so much for the little ears, but among 291 men surveyed. reported that they had two to four partners and 14% reported five to nine partners in the three weeks before developing monkeypox, according to the report. About 19% reported 10 or more partners during that period, the CDC said Friday. 
I can't go to grandma's funeral. Can't celebrate a, celebrate a kid's birthday. Can't stand next to somebody at a concert outdoors for 10, 12, 18, 24 months, depending on what state you lived in. Some still now. And we can't ask people until this is under control to limit their number of sexual partners. No, Kale, we can't do that. <laughs> and, then, but, and then they'll be like, I don't know why the public doesn't trust us anymore. Yeah. Because you're not serious individuals. Yeah. yeah I, again, who's believing that this is the next emergency? Like, who, who's legit out there like, oh, man, these monkeypox, though. Like, I have only heard people kind of poking fun of it or just, like, being like, is, are you serious? Like, yeah. Like, based on everything we know about this right now, I'm really, really, really okay with my odds. Yeah. Really okay with them. Yeah. I get the counterpoint <laughs> of, well, listen, this has been circulating in Africa for a long time. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, that's not how it transmits. Roger that. We're not in Africa. and We know exactly how this is transmitting right now. Not exclusively, but darn near it. Yeah. Darn near it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why we can't say. Hey, just chill for for just a little while. Yeah. How about let's call it two weeks to slow the spread. <laughs> to I'm slow just, the spread. I'm just throwing it out there. You what know. if we call it 30 days to slow the spread? Hey, for for the for the next month, I'm not asking you to be celibate. Let's narrow it down to one. Hey, let's be crazy, <laughs> maybe even two oh, wow. people for 30 days. That's a lot of self-control, Kale. It's a bridge too far. You can't ask that. And how dare you put this on us and act like this is our, hey man, I, I didn't put it on you. The, the science, I'm following the science. The data says this is how this is going down. Might not stay that way if it keeps spreading, particularly if maybe some, you know, you're someone who's living a, a life, you know, a bit of a double lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's somebody living in a house with you who don't, who don't really know what you're up to. Right. And, and you bring it bring it back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll start to see some some transmission that that isn't via we'll say this methodology. This But yeah. right now, we know exactly what's up. So, hey, for the next 30 days, maybe you Now, hey, I have my my own beliefs on what I think would be really really good for you. But <laughs> but I'm not even going for that. I'm just saying, hey, for like a month or so, maybe you narrow it down to to like to like one. Just chill. Just chill out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, we're 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 close to November. There's a whole theme that some guys do in November. That's a play off of, um, you know, it's not it's it's not oh, yeah. very conducive to one of your side hustles. No, it's, it's bad. It's bad marketing for that. <laughs> that this makes it sound like you have an OnlyFans. It's a play <laughs> off the nut business, guys. All right, just look up November and and whatever, and you'll yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. figure it out. Uh, but hey, just 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 treat it like right. that. Maybe you just take a break for thirty days and. Mm. Maybe you'll appreciate things even more on the other side. But to act like it's just so unreasonable to expect something like that after what they subjected everybody to for two years. Again, that's a lot of self-control that you're asking. Gosh. And like it's so infuriating because we need to be able to take these people seriously. Yeah. 
Like there's some, you know, you're not a fan of the IRS. Roger that. Check. Gotcha. Makes perfect sense. But we need to be able to trust the FDA and the CDC. Yes. Yeah. But it's all, it's all questionable at this point. And I don't know that if it became questionable, I think it just exposed a lot of people to be like, you know, maybe I should question these, these agencies that I usually accept information from without question, you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's just exposure. The truth will always come to light. You know where we're going to solve this problem? Next door. Hey. Let's Boomer. go rant. Boomer about it. Reddit. Love it. Thanks for coming back and doing this. Thanks for again having me back. For a long, long time. We'll have to yeah, do it yeah. again. Absolutely. In another, uh, another few. I don't know. Whatever. What Let the, me know. What I, the am rotation a, I am a supporter is. now. So, yeah. you know. So you're on the inside. Yes. I uh, I don't know if I have the gall to even ask you for bonus content for Patreon. Why not? <laughs> we're already here. Now that we're three hours deep. But all right. Well, hey, there are some fun things on the list here we didn't talk about. Shakira might be in trouble. And that's a problem. And that's my second pop music star reference in one podcast. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, once Much unlike, much like JT, don't mess with Shakira. <laughs> Leave her and her hips alone. Um but uh, so I don't know, maybe we'll talk. Uh, if that's not a draw for you, there's some other things. There's some, there's some fun things going on with gas prices right now. And that's not a joke about them being high. It's all of the, number, oh all of the numbers around gas are, are funny this right now. It's going to be uh, some really great bonus so content, guys. If you, you're not a supporter, yeah. like, and what are you doing? Maybe you're like, I'm all set on mugs. That's cool. The mug's only the $10 level. If you're like, I just want that sweet, sweet bonus content. There's the $5 level. Yeah. Now, I, am I saying that Alex cheaped out and went for the lower level? I would never. Listen. I would never out that. Is she going to lack this mug in her life? Yes, she is. Um, but, I want that one with the chip. You know what? <laughs> this one's yours. Yeah. That's your mug. Now you, I feel like Belle with the chip. You can do the whole Japan, like Japanese thing where they fix it with no, gold to make it prettier. Then it's not a solid But the crack anymore. goes all the way down. You can't even drink out of it. It's pure decoration. It, yeah. Put pens in it. Write a novel with it. There we go. Write it into the next novel. There we go. Yeah. Like Although, Jack Carr puts like black rifle coffee stuff in his. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know where a chipped mug would come into my fantasy novel. Particularly but... in a medieval setting that probably doesn't have podcasts, but still. It'll happen. Yeah. But uh, so listeners, we love you. We mean it. Appreciate you sticking around all this time. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And if you have, let somebody know. Uh, follow us on uh, social media. Repost. Tell your friends. If you're not already subscribed or following the podcast, that is always welcome. And if your Apple lets you, give us a little thumbs up. Give us a little rating, a, a little little review it all helps we are we are shockingly it'd be interesting to see if there were 10 stars if we'd be seven that would be kind of amazing fantastic yes but uh apple podcast which is the gold standard only allows you five and we are a five star rated podcast on apple podcast and it is not just my mom and my wife which i'm very proud of it's pretty good yeah there's uh, there's i can't remember how many reviews but they only account for like half of them and i feel pretty good about that. So feel free to add to that stack of five-star reviews. Visit the website, solid7podcast.com, solid7podcast.com. You can always find links to the latest episodes on all kinds of apps. We're everywhere. We're, we're on them all. Global. And, uh, but uh, some worthy causes and our affiliate links are all there. And uh, But you can get to all our social media and get to Patreon right from there. And who knows, before too long, maybe you can go on there 
and and buy me a Jocko Go or buy buy a guest a Jocko Go. It is not cheap keeping these people caffeinated. True. I'll tell you that right now. No, I won't tell you that. Jocko Go is very affordable. My apologies to Jocko Fuel for <laughs> implying that it is financial burden worth every penny. And it's cheaper if they use the 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 discount code yeah, that you that's have. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. SOLID7. It works not only on Jocko Fuel, but also on Origin, who wow. has a whole new hunt line coming out. They make some awesome jeans, some awesome boots. So, wow. Discount works across board. I'll Very th- cool. I'll throw out this one last little. This is for you listeners for sticking around so long. So after I had uh, Brian Littlefield on, I, I got some of the Jocko greens from Jocko Fuel to mm-hmm. try, and they are delicious. But what I've been doing, get my blender, pour eight ounces of fluid in there. I like milk, grass-fed, whole fat. Raw would be better. It's hard to get your hands on. Mm-hmm. But I've done it with like almond milk too. Okay. I don't know how you milk an almond. One scoop of mulk. Now, mulk is the Jocko Fuel. That's their protein supplement okay okay they have one that's banana cream bomber it's fantastic scoop of banana cream bomber Mm -hmm. scoop of the jocko greens okay tablespoon of peanut butter of your choice i wouldn't do chunky but you do you Mm -hmm. a little bit of mct oil a couple of ice cubes blend that bad boy up it it slaps no cap (laughs) no cap it's okay. It's a free recipe for you. Fantastic. Just from right. the, wait, that's the, that's the solid seven. Is that smoothie. your pre orange theory workout drink? No, that's, that's like breakfast. Oh, coffee okay. with coffee with some heavy cream and that, that smoothie. That's, that's breakfast. Nice. Yeah. All right. It works. It's good stuff. But uh, listeners, we love you. We mean it. Alex, thank you as always. Always, yes. always welcome back. And uh, we will catch you all on the flippity flip. We're out. Later. <laughs>